Truck Show Podcast, live from the SEMA Show in Las Vegas. Presented by Nissan, Banks Power, and Toyo Tires. Truck Show Podcast show number two coming to you from Las Vegas Convention Center. It's the SEMA Show 2022. Mr. Hey. Holman, how hypey do I sound? Blah! Yeah, I don't know why you're talking like that. Hey, I don't uh, know. so I was talking to somebody at SEMA and they said there are something like 125,000 attendees or something like that. I don't I mean, doubt just, that for a single minute. It's funny because a lot of people thought, oh my gosh, they, like certain big companies are gone and SEMA's dead. No, no, no. This place is as big as normal. Like, if you haven't been to SEMA since, like, 2018 or 2019, it's just how you left it. Yeah, well, so Ford pulled out, and Toyota said, hold my beer. We'll take that spot, and we'll show you what you should have been doing the whole time. And then Dodge came in to GM spot, but the Mopar booth is still there. Yes. So we, we've got a, we got a lot to talk about. we got a lot of interviews, a lot of great companies, a lot of great people, a lot of great friends. Uh, but first, we have to thank Nissan. Nissan is our presenting sponsor. So if you're in the market for a brand new half-ton or mid-size truck, head over to NissanUSA.com or down to your local dealer. I think they have some surprises in store for us in the West Hall. Uh, I have already started to see a bunch of Frontiers that are built here, and I'm okay. really super excited. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And we want to thank our friends at Banks Power. If you're looking for fuel economy or performance, look no further than BanksPower.com for your half-ton, three-quarter, or one-ton truck. Type in your year making model and see what they've got for you. Is that also yummy, yummy, yummy? <laughs> and was yes. that endorsed by Gail? <laughs> uh, no, he would not endorse that. All right, uh, Toyo Tires and the Open Country line of off-road tires, especially the Open Country RT Trail. Hey, look over there on that on... BMW, Toyo. Hey, look over there on that McLaren. Toyo. How about trucks? Do you see hey, trucks? Uh, well, we're surrounded. Yeah, look at that Chevy right there, that step side. Toyo. All right, there you go. All right, so the Open Country RT Trail is their new hybrid tire. Great tire. We had a chance to test it out. And they're on what seems to be like every Toyo off road build this year. So, uh, popular tire, if you want to check them out, head over to toyotires.com. What do you say we start walking because we have a uh, lot of ground to cover? Can I get a muffin or bagel first? Nope. You should have done it. that before work. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Let's go. Come on. The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with. The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, can I stop at this booth? Nope. Can I stop at this booth? Nope. Holman, can I stop at this booth? Nope. Holman, can I stop at that booth? Yes. Is that David Borla? What's up? That is. How David you doing? Borla. I figured I'd see you guys at some point. How's well, you it know going? We're around. Yeah, you are. You are. So uh, what's going on with the booth here? Some cool so stuff. we got a bunch of cool stuff going on here. We got Ken Block's Hoonicorn in here. We got a Pantera from Dave Kindig. That Pantera is amazing, by the way. Love it. Always yeah, love that not, car. Not necessarily my favorite color. Yeah, I know. But the car itself, when you walk around, the quality of workmanship on that car for a Pantera is fantastic. It's amazing. And I got to tell you, the color is a conversation piece. And yeah. so at least, you know, at a show Bring like this, in. it's like, yeah, I mean. Does he have a name for that Dayglow green? 
he may. I, I actually think he's selling shirts that are that color too. <laughs> I'm serious. Really? I'm just. I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember what he calls it. That's but. like a construction worker green almost. Yeah, yeah. Some people been calling it a Kawasaki green, but it's not really a yeah, Kawasaki it's, green. It's a little different. It's brighter. Close it's brighter than a Kawasaki green. And then we have our Bronco here. Okay, the can new- you tell me on the Bronco? Because mm-hmm. that's a that's a Badlands. Yep. So that's probably I'm guessing is a 2.7 V6. Yes. Which is not the best sounding engine ever. It's not, and you know everybody's like, can you make it sound like a V8 and everything? Which of course and you can. We can't. So it's one of those things well, is where it better? we have it live its best life, as they say. <laughs> you know? We make it sound as good as it can be, and we love it for what it is, and uh, that's it. You know, but we have different sound levels. We have our attack on this one, so. It's the most aggressive, but it's nowhere close to like, we're working on the uh, the Bronco Raptor, Bronco yeah. Raptor, and that you know that's a whole other a whole other ballgame. Well, so because I like the V8 sound so much, I just picked up that. Ah, uh, is that a Rubicon 392? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I got to get you an exhaust for that. I uh, have heard your exhaust online, and it just it it makes my pants tight. We like it. I don't it. know. How, like I don't know how else to we describe like it. Make your we pants like tight. It. Sounds gross. <laughs> we love. We we're love standing that. a little I, too close. I, to I guarantee you, it's not gross <laughs> to me. We uh, that 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 cars or truck or Jeep or whatever has been really fun to work yeah, on. And we, amazing. you know, we, um, the valves, the, the button on the dash, or was it on yeah. the steering wheel or the, uh, dash? the dash? I call it the happy yeah. neighbor mode because yeah. it drops. I, I want to say it's, it's four decibels probably. Yeah. Like it's significant. So we kept that functionality and now, everything. And, you know. I haven't heard your, I've, I've, trust me, I spent plenty of time on Borla.com listening yeah. to the sound files and the video over and over and over again. And um, at full tilt, I mean, you have to admit, probably one of the best sounding exhausts out there for the factory. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And and you guys add like a little bit of depth. Yeah. Take away some, maybe the tinniness, if you will. Add uh a little bit of like, "Mm." Uh but is it similar in happy neighbor mode as the stock exhaust? Mm -hmm. So I can still cruise through my neighborhood without making anybody mad? Yeah, so the quiet circuit's just as important as the loud circuit, right? We can't just ignore the quiet circuit. Um, It's challenging because if you want to make it loud, some of the frequencies are always going through the quiet circuit because sure. it's not a diverter valve. You right. know? So some of it's always going through the quiet circuit. And so there's four-cylinder mode and there's other yeah, things on that, right? right. So. so it's tempting to ignore the quiet mode yeah. because you can make it the loud mode really loud that way. Yeah. But we were able to get what we call like the delta yeah. between the quiet mode and the loud I mode. I think so. the, uh, the S-type on that would be perfect. Yeah, I'm kind of an S-type guy yeah. anyway, but attack outsells S-type. It's yeah. just everybody I don't need it that anyway. loud because when you, even if you have a quiet mode, when it hits 3,000, it opens them up anyway. Yeah. And right. there's times like I frighten myself where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pass the guy. I'm in quiet mode. Whoa, my God, what was <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, it was me. Yeah. That was yeah. me, right? Yeah. And and then you you have to change your shorts because you scared yourself. So I don't, if I do attack, I'm pretty sure I'll be dropping grannies left and right on my way to take the kids to school and stuff like that. I probably don't need See, that kind of power. Gotta, it's, a, it's a amazing amount of responsibility to wield I um I, I drive a Durango Hellcat oh we so, heard it oh yeah uh, it's amazing right. and so I have a friend of mine who lives near me you know and he bought one and he's like what do you recommend I'm like s-type yeah I recommend s-type <laughs> trust me and he bought the attack and uh like three weeks later he was like dude you were right can you help me like I need I need to get so I you know I swapped out I swapped it out for him the one thing I will say on the Wrangler that I like is you guys have really done a great job of tucking up the tips high oh yes stock tips are probably three inches lower than your tips right thank you for remembering that and your tips look great too because not only they're a little bit shorter they're angled really nice so even with the aftermarket bumper they're still tucked and and they look good but they're not you know the the, the stock stuff is really susceptible to damage so your departure angle is probably two three degrees Better. better it is yeah. yep it is and we uh we paid a lot of attention to that yeah, so it it's sort of surprising that they did that i think if i remember correctly 
the way around it for them was their clamp-on tips. Yes, So exactly. that if you're going to do some like extreme off-roading, you you're really supposed to take them yeah. off. Or and, you can you replace know. just the tip if you damage it. Mm -hmm. uh, just the tip. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but on the uh, on the Borla exhaust, uh, I because I you know I, I'm a connoisseur of, of, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, products yeah, that are out there, sure. and I looked at you know what you guys are offering. I looked at some of the competitors. I actually think your tips, size, spacing and where they are in the car are the best out there. There's a couple I other manufacturers, it, yeah. I don't think they paid as much attention to the tips, especially for the off-roader as I would have liked, because I actually use mine. Yeah, yeah, and no, totally. I, I think that, that We considered all that. I mean, look, to a certain extent, that part of it's sort of a fashion style thing, and you know, we, we have love for our competitors too, and there's some other cool stuff out there too. You know, at some point you gotta pick something to go with it, yeah. and so that was what kind of fit was the most on brand for us, I guess, and there's a lot of reason we went that way. But there's other cool stuff out yeah. there too, you know. I gotta say that the TRX, the attack system that we put in the TRX is awesome. It attacks my it's air awesome. every time he starts it up. It is a, as Sean calls it, it is a, uh, a sound cannon, yeah. right, that <laughs> fires at my neighbors, and I discovered which neighbors actually hate me. Yeah. <laughs> so that is what I discovered, but I don't care. Is that awesome. because Fred across the street scrolled Fred in a, in a car key in your door? So it was, it's funny <laughs> that it wasn't right across, and I've tried parking different ways, you know, facing the garage door, facing out, whatever. Right across the street, they love me, and there's some old people on the other side, they love me too. All good. It's like further down the street. <laughs> Oh, Those yeah. people that I didn't even yeah. know who they were. And they're like, hey, did you get a new truck? I'm like, why? <laughs> my, my wife giggled when I brought the 392 home because I'm like, she goes, how's it sound? I'm like, it sounds really good. So then I did the remote start and she goes, that's yours? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That's a Jeep. Also, people are like, that's a Jeep. Well, so you never yes. Jeep I had my trip like back from yeah. Detroit because I picked it up in Detroit and drove it home last week. And I'm like, I've literally had it like, it's in the garage right now. I haven't even had it for a full week like in my possession. And drove it home and I was at Cracker Barrel and I wasn't paying attention I, I remote started Aren't you going to ask him why he was at Cracker Barrel? No, I mean, no. Hell Thank no. You. Chicken and dumplings. Awesome. Uh, oh, oh, I get the chicken dumplings. I know, I know. No, not both of you. So no, good, not dude. both of you. Dude, David, yeah, how chicken dare you? Are, are dope. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I remote start and I look up and right as this old lady's walking behind the Jeep and I'm like, oh, oh no. and it fires up. You know how they make that big bark? Yeah. I thought yeah. I dropped, I looked like a sniper from a thousand <laughs> yards, just took her out. And I'm like, oh my God, I turned it off and with the key and I ran out, I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she's like, what is that? You know, I was like, you hellion, you know? But um, it was, I felt really bad. Like I said, if she would have called you a hellion. So that would have been. It's an awesome amount of responsibility <laughs> where those things are pointed. It's yeah. kind of funny that the Bronco came out and there was all this excitement and you know new new vehicle new look all yep. this stuff you know the history of it and everything and then they just throw a big V8 in the same old Wrangler and yeah. it's way cooler yeah right well, it's, <laughs> yeah. all right so we're uh, gonna walk over to Ken Block's Hoonigan uh, Hoonicorn this is the Mustang the twin turbo Mustang this was originally with, built by Ford Performance is that correct it was when Ken was working with Ford and now he's no longer working with Ford so it's sort of more of like a Hoonigan machine at this point I and see Borla organ pipes coming straight yes. out of the turbos yeah poly, poly, we used our polyphonic technology uh, so we had the opportunity to have this in our booth we wanted to get our product on there so this is our polyphonic technology and uh, you know it added Definitely a different note. Now, to Polyphonic it. is both in the TRX that he has his yes. attack, right? Yes. And it's in the 392 exhaust. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that these pipes are different diameters and lengths, and they have stuff inside of them and whatever. And it's just that whole organ pipe deal where you can change the note with different 
uh, lengths and diameters, and then you combine them together to create harmony. You know, like playing a chord on a on an organ, or like people are more familiar with like a power chord on a guitar. Sure. You know, it's more than one note, kind of all put together. So instead of a monophonic exhaust note, you have a polyphonic exhaust note. And so you you guys are familiar with the Hunicorn with its twin turbo sticking up through the hood. The compressor side on these has been coated with a I don't know, it's kind of a copper paint, but on the backside, the turbine. It's exhausting straight out. So there's no exhaust pipe on this car. It's exhausting straight out of the hood in this polyphonic. The way you would do it on diesel. Yeah. Like I on, guess a, so. on a race diesel. Same yeah. deal. Same yeah. right out of the turbo. Yep. And then behind it is the, the wastegate. The, yeah. <laughs> but the loud. way you've cut this and the way it's like, you, you guys did this in house. Oh, yeah. It's all hand, hand done by this hand. Is, I mean, this is no joke. This is a work of art. A one off. Oh, yeah. It's art. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I it want is. that on We're my really desk to hold it, my pencils actually. or something. <laughs> <laughs> we can make something time. like that, yeah. <laughs> so we're super proud to be on this, and uh, he loves it, so that that's pretty cool. It's a, definitely a feather in our cap that that he's willing to have it on here and leave it on oh, here. Yeah. Um, love to hear it. I know, it's, I know cool. it can't happen at the show, because they don't let you fire up the car, especially this thing. will kill somebody. I, I'm, I'm curious, <laughs> because last time you were on the show, you talked about some of your EV technology mm-hmm. that you're working on to, to inject some... Uh, some uh, feels, I guess, back into the um, the sterile driving yeah. environment of an EV. Yeah. And you have something here. Do you want to go see it now? Yeah, uh, uh, well, yes, I want to go see the Pantera, but not until after uh, okay. we do the EV. Yeah, so here's the deal with this thing. You can go, like I have a five and a six-year-old, right? We can go to Target, and there's a car on the, every toy car or whatever has a button you can push that goes, vroom, you know? Or you can make your Tesla fart, whatever. <laughs> so that's all sort of novelty stuff, right? Everybody's like, oh, noisemakers or whatever. This is not a toy. This is not a noisemaker. Um, we went to great lengths to tie this in with the data coming off the CAN bus with throttle position, wheel speed, load on the engine, um, RPM, gear, and all that kind of stuff, and re- recreating that experience you know, seamlessly on an EV. And so what we did was we took a whole bunch of different cars and we recorded the note, but we did it at the same time that we were uh, capturing the engine dynamics, all those things I just talked about, right? So um, it's really a performance product. It's not performance in the sense that it adds uh, you know, horsepower or something like that, but it brings back that performance driving experience. It's like, you don't really notice how much you're missing until you try to drive one of these or things Or how fast hard. you're going. Well, but, yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, there's no sense of, uh, you know, look at the windshield with no noise. Is it's it's I've driven enough EVs. Yeah. Where you're looking down, you have no sense of speed. Right. So you, all you really have is some some tire noise and maybe wind noise. You know. So this brings back all of that performance element, and it really is a performance product. It it's uh, it enhances the performance driving experience. Maybe not so much a motorsports product. You know, that's because it adds weight and some other things. But when it comes to sport driving, hard driving, going hard into a corner in a canyon, or accelerating on the on ramp. Really you that exactly. feedback you need yeah it's 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 you have to drive it to see it but you know and unfortunately here we can't move but i can start it for you so you can hear it so right. see that i can show you how the app works and all that stuff so give me one second so i want you to hear it okay. and then i'll tell you how it works okay that's the right place for the microphone all right perfect so holman is miking where the exhaust port would be and i'm in here in the cabin with david so first i'll give you the startup sound and I'll let it cycle through the startup sound and then I'll give you some revs. Dashboard's just firing up, obviously you heard that, and now uh, David's foot moved from the brake over to the throttle. 
it's sort of settling like a, like like it would in an ice vehicle. That's wild. So it's like it was running lean when it first started up. It shifts when it's moving. There are shift, there are shift points when You're it's kidding. moving. Oh, that's cool. oh, can you make yeah. it burble? Uh, you can, yeah, we have all that stuff, but when it's stationary, it doesn't, it doesn't right, do right. it. So now, I want to try to sort of explain to you. It's all controlled by this app here. So this is an Android phone. So you would you download the app and then you connect it to the system. It works on iOS as well, I assume. It does, yeah. And so what you see here is different cars. So right now on this, all we have right now is Mustang, Camaro, and Corvette. So you can switch, you know, from a GT500. We also have a GT to a Camaro to a C8, and uh, you can switch between our sound levels, like we were talking about earlier, touring, attack, and S-type. There's a, a volume slider, and you can turn it on and off. It's so, a beautiful. Uh, this, uh, it's a well-laid-out app. The speaker is mounted outside. Yep, underneath. I'll show you that in one second. And then uh, if you come over here. Oh, we get to see the uh, the magic. So, oh, you have an EQ. So yeah, you can you can control the EQ. You can add reverb to it um, and some other filters, you know, overdrive, phaser, and oscillator. I'll tell you, when I was sitting pitch. back there and it was idling after you started, the quote-unquote idling after you started, I could feel it in me like it was the actual exhaust. So vibration is a big part of it, right? So we only have three senses that we use for sport driving, right? So it's sight, sound, and touch. Smell and taste, not so much, although I guess you could argue some of it. But, <laughs> so when you take away sound, sound's gone completely, but a big part of the feel is vibration. Mm -hmm. So by bringing this back, you kind of, you know, much of that experience kind of comes back. And then your question about the speaker. So here's the speaker enclosure. This is a custom speaker enclosure just for the Mach-E. I'll show you where it fits in a second. Um, this is all uh, bracketry that comes with the kit, mounts in factory locations. You don't have to drill anything like that or whatever. Here's the wiring harness again. All factory connectors. It looks very simple. We by worked. The way. Yeah, it is. We uh, about an hour install, just like an exhaust system. We worked with a company called Audio Control, who who did, took care of all the hardware. Dude, Audio Control yeah, awesome. is the benchmark. Yeah. For like high-end audio guys yeah. doing time alignment, EQ, low to high conversion. Yeah. Oh, dude, right. Audio so, Control. Look at yeah. you. So so it was a kind of a joint thing between the two of us. Dude. They also. Um, built uh, this DSP for us, which is a digital signal processor. They are the kings of DSP. Right? Wow, so, that so is so is cool. A, that, a dude, I'm story. geeking out. I'm, I'm a car audio guy. The fact awesome. that you're, yeah, audio control is a big deal. So, uh, you know, this is a purpose-built DSP. This is one of their amplifiers. Um, I showed you the wiring harness already and the, um, the app and how that whole thing works. And then, so you see this extra grill down here? Yep. That's what you're going to see on the car. And ah. Underneath that is this. So I'll oh, show you where, interesting. where that it's, is. It's actually way more hidden than I thought. Yeah. Got to kind of climb underneath to see it. But here are the grills. Oh, yeah. We got lucky. They kind of wound up in exactly the same place that mufflers go sure. on a Mustang GT. Yeah. So it was almost like right under the rear be, bumper, you know. The isolators were really important. Like when we first did it, we had it rigidly mounted to the car, and the whole car was like vibrating like crazy, <laughs> and it like became a speaker. Like, oh, I think we did too much. So those little rubber isolators, yeah. and you know, if they're if they're too loose, the thing's banging all over the place. If they're too rigid, the sound's no good. So we had to really like dial in the isolators and. 
the algorithm that lives inside that DSP. We're constantly evolving that. This is the very beginning of this. And so when I think about sort of how far our mufflers came in 45 years, sure. um, I think you know this is going to evolve kind of like that. But I'm proud to say we won um, the very first best new EV product wow. award from Congrats. SEMA. Um, so that was kind of cool. So one of the things I wanted to ask you because it came to light basically after we started talking about this was when you know Dodge released their next electric charger and they have this really interesting quote unquote exhaust system where they're funneling the airflow through the motors and I thought you know what it's such an interesting idea wondered it what your thoughts were just because that's sort of your that's your space right and you're sort of dabbling in both ends and I thought that was just a really novel interesting idea especially for that brand so first of all I love that they did that I think it's super cool that they did um, you know sound is a thing sounds gonna be a thing we want sound to be a thing so uh, you know a lot of respect for them thinking about it and all that stuff but personally for us we didn't feel like we needed to go anywhere in the direction of what a traditional exhaust system was so, you know, for us, this is purely a digital product. We think it's just going to be a digital thing moving forward, trying to get some sort of mechanical thing into it. You know, maybe a year from now, I'm going to be like, oh, remember when I said I wasn't going to do that? You know, we <laughs> we'll are. check back. But for right now, um, there's just so much that you can do with this. You know, I come from... Infinitely a, variable. Yeah, I come from a sound recording background. Sure. When you look at what's happened with modeling technology, you know, like that nobody plays traditional instruments anymore. When Metallica, go see Metallica, there are no amplifiers on stage. They're plugging their guitar straight into a computer, you know, and everything is modeling technology. So I just felt like, why do anything sort of analog, mechanical, you know, because... you're rooting yourself kind of in the past if yeah, you do that. Just, it, it didn't seem necessary. No, and that's know? exactly why I wanted to ask that question, because I was really curious what your take was going to be. Of. I think it's more of a... Um, a bridge, let's call sure, it. Yeah. You know, something that's tangible and perfect for that, their audience. Yeah, right? that a traditional tar guy, car guy can be like, "Oh, air!" You yeah, know, yeah. like I get that yeah. whole thing. And there's been a lot of, um, uh, even internally at Borla, a lot of people were like, "No, the speaker enclosure needs to look like a muffler." Sure. You know, but I, I just kind of felt like, no, that's not where it's going. Like, let's just move forward. Well, and I wonder yeah. if there'll be two products down the line. When maybe this is one for traditional EVs, and then for performance EVs, like. The, the Dodge that already has some sort of a quasi-exhaust system, maybe there's an attack version that you modified anyway. Well, just, that's, that's the other thing. That's so the base, like, right? We, you know, we were just talking about the T-Rex, right? Yep. Every T-Rex comes with an exhaust system yep. already. Every exhaust system we've ever sold went on a car that Replaced, came with yep. an exhaust system. So simply the fact that they are putting something on there, I mean, really the spirit of modification is that uh, you need something to modify. So it gives us a platform to modify what we want sound to be a thing. We want competition. There's no, it's no fun without competition anyway. You know, it's like next year we expect, you know, our competitors to have cool stuff too. And that's, it's no fun racing alone. Yeah. But it is yeah. fun to be first. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. We're, and we're definitely basking in it right real, now. Real quick. Let's talk uh, Pantera and then your Badlands over here. Okay. Sure. Is lime green Pantera. Man, you've got to fight for eyeballs, like right here between Ken Block's car and the Pantera. It worked out really nicely yeah. for us. We're blessed to have these so two where, cars. So where are you involved in this? Let's walk around here. So it's a Coyote motor, five, a 5.0 Coyote motor, and that's our that's our induction kit, a Crossram. Intake Trump is yeah. like amazing. Uh, Crossram induction kit. So, uh, you know, individual throttle bodies and all that. That's a part of our business we call Borla Induction. That's really what we're showcasing right here and why the, why the engine is exposed. It's a 72 
and uh, it's just gorgeous, and uh, I wish it was mine. The wheels are amazing. Uh, a modern redo of the Pantera wheel. They look like tuning forks, which kind of tie into what uh, David's into. Just beautiful. Yeah, and I got to tell you something. As much as the color has been sort of love it or hate it conversation piece like I was talking about before, when you look at the actual quality of the paint, like, look at the lights reflecting. There is no orange peel. Right. No orange peel, no distortion of any of the way the lights are. I mean, the way, insane. if you talk to Dave Kindig about paint, he'll talk to you for three hours about paint. So we have I mean, him on the podcast on uh, Friday. Yeah, tell so, him I say hi. Yeah, we and, will. And tell him I said to t- talk to him about paint. All right. This is the deal. What's yeah. coming back to me now is I think I saw an episode of his show where he built this for a guy in upstate New York, a musician. Yeah. Probably. Is that right? I think so. I yeah, think that's right. Yeah, the guy was a musician, yeah. and that's why I think the wheels are the tuning for it. Right, exactly. And um, I've learned so much about paint and, and just car customization from him. He's like, he's the real deal. You yeah, go to his place. There's a lot place, of TV guys out there, but everybody will tell you Kindig is he's legit the real right give him a napkin and a pencil yeah. and he'll just draw some out that will knock you out like awesome. it's amazing it's amazing so we're blessed to have this car and really like honored to have this car in our and place. the Bronco so this is just a Badlands package it's got a best top uh, we, we did put a best top on there the so originally we ordered it with a hard top yep. we couldn't get one right, we had to right. we had to accept the soft top um, as it turned out, my kids love the soft top because you can pull it back and they yeah. love, we go to the beach with it down and yeah. they love it, but it wasn't that great. You know, all due respect to Ford and whatever. So um, Best Top was super cool about, about giving us a, a top for this thing. Yeah. So uh, we love the Best Top and then otherwise it has our attack exhaust on it. And uh, I think it's perfect. I really love it the way it is. Yeah. I mean, we're... we're we're, we love it. I've been driving it all over the place, and uh, my kids love it, and we love it. Killer. Ah, yeah. I, I like the slogan up here that says on the uh, on the yeah. truck, sound like heaven, go like hell. Yeah, yeah, we, that's our slogan. We love it. Appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. You got, uh, well, let's see, 450 people standing around your booth right now. So, <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you for coming awesome. by. Thank Honor you, David. have you in our booth, so thank really, you. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. I'll get you an email this week. Tim mother O'Malley. Whoa. Simo. In the flesh. Yeah, right? Crazy. What's up? How you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for sending us all those boxes of Cerakote that we used on all sorts of stuff. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. It has lots of uses and the, uh, lots of good stuff. The headlight cleaner? Yeah. yeah. That stuff's a miracle. Yeah, right? Used on my dad's uh, Acura RDX. Oh, and, like yeah. the foggiest uh, headlights ever. Yeah, right. And I'm like, this is super sketch. And I remember what you said. You said, <laughs> follow the instructions exactly and do not get them wet. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So I did it, and I'm like, it's getting worse. Like, I know I'm not feeling good about it. Then, right. then you dry everything off, Yep. and you use that magical last wipe, and That's it's like it. crystal, and you're yeah, like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. no, it's the magic wipe it's for sure. Seriously. Yeah, I think, Holman, you, you were talking about like Mercedes, like old SELs from way back in the 80s, and you're like, the only thing that really, really dates those cars is are the, the headlights. The headlights yeah. get fuzzy. And, and then you take this you yeah. take the Cerakote headlight restore, and just all of a sudden you're like, what? But so here's the thing. Brand like, new car. If and you think crazy. about it, all, look at every one of these vehicles, whether they have a patina or they don't or they're shiny. Yeah. The, the headlights are the eyes into the vehicle's soul. Yeah. And they're the only things that are bright and That's clean on every it. car, yeah. regardless of how bad. Go to the junkyard, see some rusty thing, and oh, the no, headlights yeah. are the face. I've seen some of the cleanest Toyotas ever in Oregon, like yeah. where we're at, because people take really good sure. care of them. We don't have a lot of salt, not a lot of sun. Yeah. They're perfect. But, you know, they're a 98, they're a 2000, and they're just yellow. And you're yellow. like, oh, man, that's you're right. I mean, yeah, they could, it can really set the, the tone for the car, point being, though. it works. Yes. I've tested I, it. And Absolutely. by the way, Holman approved. Holman, we, Holman gave, approved. we gave away that and the, uh, the trim coat, which, well, we haven't got our winner yet. We right. asked for emails. We, we started. Yeah, we started. We so, truckshowpodcast.gmail.com. Right. We're still waiting for those... Uh, 
Oh, we're posing for a photo now. Yeah. Well, you don't have to say that every time we do I that. I have to because I have to stop and pose. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lightning is incapable photo. of doing an interview while the camera is out. Wait, what are you doing right There's now? Something weird stop. about like a celebrity where he's like, ooh, camera, pause yeah. and smile. That's right. I have to. I can't keep talking. I have to wait till he yeah. so weird. Shut yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Why you just can't take it? This is why you you glitch out at SEMA because there's so many cameras around. There's a lot of things going on. It's impossible. All right, tell us about the Cerakote booth and what's up with Golden Nugget in the oh, middle of it. Man, yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, so I mean, this year we, we're we're here with Prismatic Powders and Cerakote as usual. Um, both, you know, brother and sister companies of NIC Industries. Um, we've that's got, a Jimny, right? No, that is a Suzuki. That's the precursor to the Samurai. Okay. And then we have the Rokon that came with it as well. That's so they funny. share the same exact paint job. Um, the paint job is actually a just like a standard like 2K clear coat system. Um, but there is 24 karat gold loaded into that. That, <laughs> that well, was cheap. That was three thousand dollars a oh gallon. So God. this Suzuki, when you see a picture of the Golden Nugget, has a thirty-five thousand dollar paint job. Um, but the story behind it's pretty incredible. We had Matt, Matt's off-road recovery. Uh, we had Robbie Layton. We had uh, Fab Rats. We had them all in here doing some actually some signing not that long ago. But yeah, we we had actually reached out to them. We're actually big fans of the Golden Nugget um, and all their channels on YouTube. And we were, we were like, ah, oh, we got to reach out to these guys and see if they want any of our products. Sure enough, they were like, yeah, come on down. So we actually went out to Robbie's uh, body shop. We went and trained him and certified him in Cerakote. Sweet. So he started doing he started doing powder coating. Started doing Cerakoting. So there's there's some pieces on the uh, on the Golden Nugget that are all Cerakoted up and. We just had to, we had to tell them, we're like, you guys should break, take that to SEMA. They're like, are you sure? We're like, yes, yes. that is a SEMA car. You have yeah. no idea how SEMA that is. Yeah, so like, SEMA. Yeah, I was like, oh, the fact that you put 24 karat gold in the paint job, I'm like, that belongs in and SEMA. That's pretty that's much most, a Vegas thing. That's the most blinged out Suzuki in the world right now. It's almost yeah. a shame it's inside, so no, you can't see it right in the sun. Oh, right? I know. Yeah, no. Having it outside in the sunlight, getting yeah. that like actual depth of the yeah. of the clear coat with all the, the actual gold in it, it's, it's trippy. What a beautiful, beautiful paint job. It's really cool. All right, what is new for both Cerakote and Prismatic this year? So for Priz, we focus on collection. Oh, I'm sorry, Holman, it's Priz. That's, excuse me, Priz. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool way to say it. That's right. Prismatic powders. No, what we kind of focused on was collection. So a lot of, we, uh, most, of the, most of the time we get somebody from SEMA, they're coming in, they're saying, hey, you know, do you have this Chevy orange or do you have a Ford blue or a factory silver something rather, whatever it is. Um, so we were like, you know what, we should put some OEM collections together, but we also wanted to highlight a lot of the wheel companies and other automotive companies that we sell powder to and so we have groups like Vossen, HRE wheels up there um, and all the powders that they use so that you know people can look at doing their own wheels and some of these more you know premium brand finishes and they're willing to share their color codes absolutely they are wow yeah so on, on the Cerakote side you know we've just continued to, to push high temp for us um, we brought the robot back again by popular demand um, you know we're, we're just again you know we're focusing a lot on the small component side of, of the aftermarket groups here so we're looking at you know small parts threaded parts and we want to show people you have a at least a tool to automate Cerakote and it's always a good demonstration well, let's, let's talk through that. the let's yeah. talk through the robot because it's, it's an arm something well it's an arm so it's not going to take over the world let's it's walk not going to walk let's away walk over the robot let's All go right. over here got to see this thing does a robot have a name this is Eleanor. Eleanor is our first robot. You should She's, not name robots. They, uh, they it gives them awareness. Well, there's too many feelings attached to it at this point. Okay, <laughs> we're not getting rid of Eleanor. But she does a lot of our validation. She does a lot of work for us and our customers that we support these uh, Fanuc PaintMate 200i systems on. So, um, but Eleanor is a great, great. Um, 
uh, representation of what you can do in a really small footprint, but produce a lot of volume. And so um, we support about 45 of these now. Wow. Um, in, a, in a kind of a wide variety of manufacturers and, and coating facilities that win Cerakote jobs. And it's a it's a great next transition from that uh, maybe even high volume hand applicator is or hand painter. Is this your too. robot design? So it's not it's not necessarily our design. This is actually a standard FANUC unit from the okay. factory. Eleanor right now is doing some mock painting of golden nugget, uh, what looks like uh, emblems. Yeah, so we did, so it's the same emblem that's on the inside on the, uh, on the uh, dash there. Um, but what we're trying to just kind of display is that um, these are what we call ghost programs. They're not they're not painting. There's no airflow in them. Uh, but we're showing the part path programming. It's display that we mode. Yeah, exactly. So this entire robot is in a six foot by six foot area, really small. Yeah. So typically they fit in a, a eight by ten foot um, booth. So your typical typical automotive size paint booth. Um, fits right in there and it, it's on rollers here so you can take it in and out of your paint booth as you need it so if you're doing like big work that's not going to fit on here you roll it right out you roll it back in um, it's very mobile so you can move it around your shop when need be uh, or even just cleaning out your booth because that can be a pain in the butt by itself yeah, going back and forth spray painting these uh, emblems and the emblems are mounted in a big like a uh, five foot by five foot frame, like a picture frame, like yeah. a fixture. Yeah, so so we create the fixtures. Um, we, we Basically what happens is a, a customer approaches us and says, hey, you know, we have this, uh, we'll call it, we'll call this badging here or an emblem. Um, it's an automotive trim piece. Um, we're doing X amount per year, but we need, uh, we need you guys to build a fixture for it. So we'll take the parts, we create an actual physical fixture. We physically validate the robot with our friend Eleanor here. Um, and she does all of the work for us. And then when um, when it's done coding and, and completed, we send it back to the customer. If they give us a thumbs up, we virtually send this program to the customer's robot and they can start coding. With I actually it. just forgot we were doing a podcast because I was mesmerized by Eleanor's right? uh, parts uh, spray so path. Weird. You, you're going to catch a few people with a, with a mouth open just watching it <laughs> yeah. go back and forth. Uh. All right. Well, before Eleanor uh, completely destroys the rest of my yeah, day, uh, yes, I, we, yeah. we probably should be getting on. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> All right. Take us over to the world's tallest wall oh of prismatic <laughs> colors. Let's go, let's go, don't look up. All right, so. So we are now standing next to a 16 or 20 foot tall wall of paint chips. Yeah, so today we have a little over 1300 uh, S-panel uh, swatches or color panels from prismatic. And then for Cerakote, we pretty much max out. We have about 220, 215, somewhere She's in there. still pretty damn good. It's a lot of colors. Um, and what's even more crazy is that this is probably only about 10, 10 or 15% of all Prismatic's colors oh anyway. Oh my lord. So there's there's a lot more to go, so. How did um, you choose? I, <laughs> I, I don't, I try to get somebody to do it for me. <laughs> it's not that I'm colorblind, there's just too many colors. And, he is, and honestly, the other part of that is, all three of us could probably name maybe a hundred colors off the top of our head. Maybe. We really, really tried. Okay, having like six to 10,000 different colors, you just have to start Cerakote, getting real creative uh, with the names, man. Cerakote Burt yeah. Bronze is still my favorite. Oh yeah. My oh. 1911 loves it. Yeah, H148. Yeah, that's yeah, a good man. color. Wow, knows the, the, the yeah. number. Now, yeah. what is the funniest name? Okay, um, so it, I, I think it's partially because I'm the one who named it, but once you start running out of names, you know, the guy, the, the guys and gals making all the colors out in R&D, they just start running upstairs to the offices and they're like, what color is this? Grandpa. You tell me. <laughs> you know, so De um, 
uh, Destro whiskey was mine, and it was a nice, solid. like, transparent, uh, kind of like bronzy, oh, like um, bourbony kind of looking brown. She's like, I like it, and then ran away because she didn't want to talk to anybody else. She was <laughs> like, That was the one. That, we're running no, with that one. Destro Stick whiskey. It. Yeah, yeah. So. so so that one stuck to the uh, paint chip wall. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> You're like, How many colors do you have? Well, this is one tenth of our colors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, but when we get to it's like, Oh, hey, do you guys have like a, like a color book? And we're like, No, <laughs> no. man, there's no way that's going to happen. But <laughs> if you do want color swatches, you can still go on prizz.com or prismaticpowders.com. Um, we have free uh, color swatches that you can get sent to you overnight. So if you're working on a project or you're just interested in a color, we can definitely get you some samples. Same thing with Cerakote. We're all under NIC industry, so a, a lot of how we do business is very similar between the two brands. So you'd say, send me something in, send me every every one of your Brown family, and then yeah. like 1,200 would show up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that I, I wouldn't recommend that, yeah. but you might drive yourself a little crazy. But actually, we do have like color specialists. Look at how many so, silvers there no, are. I know, yeah. I mean, seriously. So, what is that? 40 silvers? But here's the thing. If you had something close, if you had something close, you're like, hey. I'm trying to match it. I, I need to match yeah. this. You can actually send us whatever it is in the mail, and we'll go and try to find the closest match to have it. Have you ever received I a car? I have a wheel. No, I was going to say, have you ever received a car in the mail? Yeah. No, but when a pallet shows up, you have to answer for it. So yeah. you just have to be really specific <laughs> of what they're sending. I've learned from experience. So, um, no, you, literally, you can send anything. It's, it could be plastic. It could be a, a, a piece of wheel. It could be a, even a other, another paint chip from another company. If you send it in, we can color match it. So awesome. at least somebody will be like, man, this is just the absolute closest you can get. And, and that's it, how we add colors to the yeah. swatches, uh, swatches <laughs> yeah, right? It's just like, right. that's pretty close. Yeah. So last question, as a guy who represents both a brand, Cerakote right. and Prismatic, and they're very different products for different, very different purposes. Yep. But sometimes they can be used for the same thing. Sure. Right, so how do you decide? How do you advise someone uh, on if I'm doing a bicycle frame or the chassis on uh, an old C10? What sure. are, which product? Yeah, I mean, that's it's tough because it's really what the customer wants to accomplish. I mean, a lot of what Cerakote's good for is those tight tolerance, thin applications where, you know, you're only getting like a quarter of a thousandth of an inch or a quarter mil to like maybe two mils. So it is really or good like for like, like bolts and things yeah, like that. Yeah, right? I mean, your, your, your yeah. fasteners, your lug nuts, like things like that. It's things you can't powder coat, things you all automatically have to mask. Or heat treated metal, like wheels and stuff. Sometimes it's uh, better true. to do Cerakote on yeah. because the oven cure temp is at, a lot lower than powder, right? Yeah, or they have air dry too. Yeah. Or even from a lot of the Porsche owners yeah. are like, Cerakote's the only thing that works on my mag wheels. It's true right, because yeah, yeah. we'll stick to magnesium like glue. Right. It's so it's so application um, kind of dependent, but you know, from the let's just take wheels because wheels is almost the perfect example. Of this because some guys go are like, way. well, we, we powder coat wheels all the time, yeah. and I'm like, go for it. And they're like, yeah. well, what if we Cerakote wheels? I'm like, well, go for go it. Go for it. <laughs> because a lot of the I time, had Cerakote wheels. Yeah. On my no, last yeah, Jeep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But some a lot of the reason people will Cerakote wheels in the first place is like they just like the way it looks. Yeah. You know, like or sometimes they have really nice billet machined or forged wheels where they yeah. like to see some of so the, the, the the brush the tool look. paths yeah. and stuff like that. Go through. They like yeah, to yeah. see that tool paths. Yep. They like to see that come through, and so Cerakote allows that to come through. Awesome. Um, there's not a lot, you know, the double-edged sword, there's no hiding power of yeah, it, yeah. but if, you're, if that's what you're looking for, it's a great product for that. It's almost like a replacement in some of the candy types that are anodized. Sure. That gives you that exactly. vibe without... Exactly. Yeah. We push a type 2, type 3 replacement as uh, Cerakote as a replacement for type 2, type 3 yeah. anodizing yeah. a lot. Also, powder just can give you a lot more color options. We have this lovely, lovely, lovely pillar here of Cerakote, but you can kind of see there's just a little bit of lacking of, like, luster and, and kind of that more thickness, some of the transparency. That's just stuff. Unless we, it's pink, those are very bright. Okay, those are pretty bright, <laughs> yeah. But they're not transparent. You know, if you get into some of these that are like illusions and candies yeah. and you can get into chromes and uh, transparency, um, those are just things we can't do. So 
it, a lot of it can be, you know, aesthetically driven. But I mean, if you want to get down to like, you know, the brass tacks of like performance, I mean, you know, that's definitely something Cerakote can can kind of overcome with, uh, you know, kind of their coatings versus a powder coat. But yeah, I mean, it's it really just depends on what you're looking for. Awesome. All right. I'm going to stare at this wall for about an hour, and then I'm Owen's going to come at me. No, I'm going to stare at the robot, oh, okay. so whoever uh, blinks first, then we got to go do some more uh, interviews. Got All right, Tim, thank you. Hey, thank you, Tim. good seeing you guys. Right. You don't have to lie. I mean, it's all right seeing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mike mother Hamrick at Willwood. You can't say that every time. You can't, you can't, can't swear in the middle of people. That's not his middle name. <laughs> no, it's not? Tommy Hambone. Hambone? I'm a Hambone. There we go. I like that better. That's me, Hambone. But are you a mother Hambone? Yeah, I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> so what's up? Look at this booth. Yeah, what do you think? I like your... It's uh, like Grand Central. There's so much traffic coming through this booth. I like your fixtures. You got these it like round ones. That's pretty cool. This is pretty much the booth we've had for a long time. We just laid it out a little bit differently than normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad that we ended up not having a vehicle in the booth because... more room it, for product. It wouldn't have made it. Get to yeah. showcase wouldn't all this uh, awesome Willwood uh, wear here. Yeah. So I saw some uh, video uh, a couple days ago that you were debuting the Aero DM. Is that correct? Correct. Take so us to it. It's the Aero DM. So last year we did that for the Chevy. This year we're doing it for the Ford F-150 and Raptor 2010 to present. And DM is for direct mount. mount. Direct mount. So a big thing about us coming out with a true upgraded brake system that'll fit in a 17 inch wheel is when you start having a smaller diameter rotor which we have to in order to fit that wheel and then adding a bracket and then bolting the caliper to the bracket the radial height becomes too much so then it won't fit inside the smaller 17 inch wheel so what we did is we now make the inside forging so that it has kind of like a big forged lug on it yeah and then we machine it down to fit different applications, in this case for like the Raptor and the Ford F-150. And you thread it so I can put the bolt in from the backside and there's nothing easier to install ever. No, it's very, very simple. And made in the USA. Absolutely. And you have 24 color options available. Yes. Which is pretty so cool. off the shelf, it's gonna be red and black and hard anodized. Ooh, hard anodized sounds pretty awesome. Right? No, hard so anodized. Your Jeep's getting red. I mean, it's really red. You've seen the pictures, right? I know. It's really it's red. It's getting red. It's really it's red. It's just going to be so baller red. <laughs> well, and, and my Jeep is going to be the perfect case of will it fit inside the wheels. Yes. Because I've got 17s, but those wheels are the where the hoop is designed. So we have to see. Because I, I it needs more brake. Let's just be honest. Oh, it'll absolutely. self-clearance. <laughs> that's true. It'll self-clearance. self-clearance. I just went through that on one of my cars. That's the, uh, that's the uh, Aero DM SC model. Yeah, they put a little uh, their lug Dash on the bottom. SC no, they, they put a little scraper on the top that yep. clearances yep. your wheel. Uh, it's it like a lathe. A, it comes with a file. <laughs> yeah, it comes with an included lathe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, uh, and so, Mike, when are these coming to market? So, right now, we've got the Chevy and the Ford available. The Chevy is going to be the 99 to present. The Ford is going to be the F-150. This is all half, half uh, ton models. 2010 to present F-150 and Raptor and then I would say by the first quarter next year we'll have JL, JT, JK okay. and then a bunch of Toyota models awesome. like the Oh Tacoma. my god those need the Tacoma needs brakes absolutely crazy. absolutely are you gonna replace those drums in the back well it's funny because we I think we're getting caught up in enough of our new products and you guys see this table yeah what an eclectic 
bunch of different new products, right? right. UTV brakes, new pedal assemblies that convert a tandem master cylinder to a balance bar, Porsche. Okay, so your Porsche brake that has that like toxic green sludge color on it, yeah, yellowish green, that's like the exact color of new high velocity on the Wranglers. I could see somebody putting those brakes on that color, it would, they would match exactly. That is it's probably crazy. our biggest 24 color added option caliber so out, color. So outside of anodized red and black, that color is the most popular? Oh yeah, absolutely. Really? We really? so many of that wow. yellow. What? I'm looking at the Aero DM and you have it mounted here. And we're talking about how the caliper is the height is really close to the you know the hub of the rotor. How much is that? This looks like it sticks above the rotor at it's its highest point by portion. an inch and a quarter, maybe. What is that? That's like a finger. So this that's is incredible. In our aerolite, basically, what Sean's looking at is we've got a closed bridge, and what that does is it makes the caliper a lot more rigid. Mm -hmm. um, so that we don't have as much flex in the system. But see, if you look at it, Sean, it matches yeah, the radius, the radius exactly. of it. So but I'm just impressed like how that the, the highest height of the caliper above the face of the road the side of the rotor is an inch. Maybe an inch maybe and a quarter. Less. No. No, yeah. it's about three quarters of an inch. That's am I'm just talking about the tightness of how close it is so but, you can get this to fit inside a 17 inch wheel is amazing oh yeah um and it's packaging you know we just had a jk in the uh, in the shop and put the method wheels up to it and it looks like it's supposed to come factory with the black method wheels on a black jk with these red calipers the wheel completely matches right around it with about three-eighths of an inch all the way around. Although, is that the hard anodized over there? Yeah, that's the hard that's anodized. That's wildly looking. beautiful looking. Right? That so is so is cool. So this is going to be a fully machined hard anodized oh look. Oh my gosh, that's a, amazing. Being a net forging, it comes out a little more dull, but it looks very it's industrial. Very cool. What does right? that mean, net forging? A net forging is when you forge a part, but then you don't go back and machine it. We leave as much on these calipers, the Aerolite calipers and a lot of our, our calipers, we don't go back and start machining on them because A, that adds cost. Sure. Okay. Um, and B, the less amount we have to hit on any of it keeps the integrity of the part. And the other thing I would imagine from a heat standpoint, you want the material on there, right? Oh yeah. Because the, the less material you have, the less it acts as a heat sink to, to mass. pick it's it up and then mass. radiate out. Wow, what a balancing act. You need to get this to be as small as you can, so we can get a 17-inch wheel. But it has to perform better than stock. But you still have to retain mass. That's a balancing act. And, and this is something that we've talked about quite a few times, but my truck, a 21 Trail Boss, 6.2, 10-speed. When I got that truck, I was like, holy cow, the brakes are pretty good. It comes with a new cast iron, four-piston four caliper, fixed mount, I was super impressed with the brakes. So I kind of said to myself, I wonder how much better these are gonna be. Got them on the truck, started doing some testing, and what we found is we scrubbed 13 pounds off of each front corner. That's a lot of weight. Now, when you're talking about dynamics yeah. and travel, now the shock's not working so hard, Sure. right? Yeah. And then we're going to a much lighter caliper, but it's made out of aluminum that dissipates heat better. So I've towed with it a few times now. I can't believe how consistent the pedal has been. Absolutely no drawbacks. I, uh, 
I like these a lot. You can't have those. I didn't say I... He will have them. He's trying, well, he's trying to dismount you them off not. your display panel. <laughs> you will not have them. Oh. I will not have them. No. No, because mm-hmm. I'm going... Because you put 20-inch wheels yeah, on Yeah, no. I'm, yeah. I'm going to. Which, where, where's my kit? Where's my tx 6 You don't... You, you want to see it? Because yes. it is badass. Don't yes. give him that either. Yeah, come right, on. Let's, let's go right here. All right, fine. The far corner. All right. Far corner. Here we go. It's going to take us an hour to get to the other side of your booth, Mike. Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your brake. So this, is, this looks like... So now you call the big-ass rotor, I see. This is 16. So Yours instead of cutting 13 pounds off each corner, how much are we adding to each corner? I think it's going to be a wash. Interesting. Really? Okay. I All think, right. I think this big brake kit... And anodized, Using obviously. our TX6 caliper, but it's a two-piece hat rotor, and his TRX has got a one-piece. Yep. It's pretty heavy. So we're going to a two-piece, and what's going to so happen cast is... cast iron with an aluminum hat? And it's dissipating the heat okay. into the air. Ah. That really saves bearings as well. People don't yeah. realize that. Those unibearings do not like having all that no, heat. No, they hate it, yeah. right? So then we're going to this forged net caliper that's huge. And it holds just about the same size brake pad as your stock vehicle. Okay. But your stock TRX is a floating caliper. We're going to a fixed mount radial mount, so, so he's it's a lot have, stiffer. And he's going to have a lot better pedal feel just from that Way change. Way better. So that Well, you are too. The pedal tip in, which depending on where, I mean, new vehicles, everything's working right and they're happy. Once you get dirt and grit in there, you start to get that little bit of mush or you don't get that initial kind of like bite that you like. It just doesn't feel back and that modulation suffers. So the direct yep. mount, that's it. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, a fixed mount caliper is definitely a performance gain with anything. So let's say on the Raptor, you're going from a caliper that's pushing and pulling. So there's a lot of compliance in the system. And that's what all of those owners are complaining about is that the pedal doesn't feel consistent. When they get hot, they feel mushy. Well, we're firming that feeling up and making it consistently the same feel. That's what you're gonna find with the kit we put on your truck too. How many applications do you have for the uh, the Extreme Tactical TX6? Holy moly. Well, shows a lot. Okay, I just oh, thought yeah. it was... How about this? What color calipers is he getting? Because he was debating, and he was like... Well, at first I thought that Mike was going to say, you need to do red because it's Willwood Red, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, a color we all know, familiar and with And there's already red accents but on the truck? And he says, no, you're going to do black. That was the last time we spoke. I think with the wheel that you chose... We do black because it's really going to look like that brake came OEM on that car. I mean, on that truck. I the really wheel so. will pop through, the logo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, somebody told me it had to be gold, but I told him no. You can't, do, you can't do gold because it won't match the wheels, and you can't have gold and go to, gold no, tones. No, I'm not going to anodize. Not gonna, no, I'm not doing gold. Not on the brakes. Well, what color are the wheels? Pink? Yes. No. After I called the Cerakoter up. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't seen him yet. That would be funny. I'd rock him. <laughs> would you? <laughs> if they were the teddy bear I, I wheels. Hey, you guys finished the interview. I got to make, make some phone oh, calls. Oh, man. Ronal. Yeah. The gummy bear wheels. Oh, All right. Well, so the moral of the story, guys, is go to willwood.com, right? And uh, order up your brakes and, right now. And if you like 17s like I do, then the new Aero DM lights. No, Aero DMs. D- Aero DMs. It's Aero DM. Aero DM. It's, okay. it's derived from the Aero Light caliper. That's right. And, and then, I'm, I'm looking forward, especially on your rig, yeah. getting the brakes on that uh, JL so that we can get some testing done. Yeah. You know, we've done testing, but 
this guy's driving that thing everywhere. I, I let's see my old JL uh, in two years, two and a half years, even though it was my extra car that only went on trips. So the only time I ever drove it was I went somewhere, wheeled for a lot of days, and came back. I did almost thirty thousand miles, and at least ten or twelve thousand, ten or eleven thousand of those were off-road miles. And I went to fourteen states. I'm close. I just broke twenty-four hundred miles. Twenty four hundred miles. I'm at twenty five hundred from driving it home from Michigan. Wow, you're gonna So I have a hundred miles more on mine than you have on yours right now. All right. Well we have some trips planned, so I'll catch up maybe. Uh, well Mike, one last question. Do you think he needs such big brakes for a truck that doesn't get driven? It's going to get driven. Have you seen lightning? Yeah, I've seen him a lot. What are you saying? That I'm <laughs> fat and I need I need something to slow my body, inertia down? What are you saying, Mike? I think he wants it more than he needs it. He does it. want Maybe it so. more yes. than he needs it. You kind get of, a lot of stuff that you want more than you need. Yeah, like the cheeseburger I'm eyeing over there <laughs> at the uh, food stand. I haven't eaten yet Bye, today. Mike. <laughs> Love you. All right, guys. Mean thanks. it. Yo, Ross, what up? TMI Interiors. Yes, always TMI Interiors. Are you tired of seeing me, Ross? I wouldn't say tired. <laughs> Exhausted. Uh, there you go. We, Exhausted. We, we did some good work here in the past couple of days. Absolutely. Yeah. What was that work, gentlemen? What did you do? What awards did wait, you wait, present? Not. What did we do? We did Dr. Pepper first. That's right. Yes. Uh, TMI Products, the only booth at SEMA that has had a consistent supply of Dr. Pepper for me this show. We did. We really? Waiting Absolutely. for me in a fridge. Yeah. Do you have Radio. any more? Because I need one. Yes. I got one more. No, no, yes, no. Yes, I get the last one. No, <laughs> I, you, I don't get the, you don't get the last one. Yes. I actually, I'll share it with you. I actually think I took the last one earlier. <laughs> oh, that's true. It was up in the right or yes. left-hand corner, way God. in the back. Uh, that's true. Oh, I got Red Bull. You're on Red Bull? No, I'm on Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I'll have a 7-Up. Okay, I'll get you 7-Up. Right. Well, let's, let's do the interview first. All right. All right, so Ross, bring us up to speed. You guys walked around. You judged, I don't know, two, three dozen cars and trucks with TMI interiors. Um, all interiors. Yeah, all interiors. Oh, all interiors, not yeah. just TMI. Sorry. Yes. Oh. Okay. They're different. Yes. Well, 10 categories. Some were for TMI equipped vehicles. That's right. Some were for everything. That's it. And we saw some absolutely stunning, unbelievable. I'll have to tell you, this SEMA, and one of the things we learned about it is. It seems like the the quality of vehicle has gone up, and I don't know if it's because the supply chain's better or people have had an extra year to yes, build their vehicles. It's because they had all the COVID yep. time. But what's right? interesting, exactly. these, these interiors, which used to be, I wouldn't say we're second fiddle to the exterior. People are really upping their game, so the interiors are just as impressive as the rest of the vehicle. And we saw amazing creativity, um, new color pairings, and the, the color palettes shifting right now. Just All different awesome. sorts of stitching that ties into the door panels, into the dashboard, Absolutely. and in some cases into the bed of the truck. Like yeah. really, really creative stuff. Absolutely, the, the, the themes are amazing. I mean, we saw some oh, some really wild stuff. You know, the modern twist uh, to it. Yeah. That, that Rivian style. That the Rivian style in the in the was a C10. Yeah. Uh, just amazing. That um, was unreal. But it wasn't it really a Rivian was. dash. But you would you would think it is. Right. And uh, just the scene and interior right now is really getting. It's recognition. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's on the wall here. Sure. See some new stuff that's that we yeah, talked about a little bit in studio. But wheels, six new steering wheels and the new cruiser collection uh, that we just uh, rebuilt here at SEMA. So the cruiser collection, uh, what we're excited about is um, if somebody's just looking for a new pair of seats, because we touched on it in the studio, we're talking about, hey, how many times do you just buy uh, uh, an old car and the uh, door panels, everything else looks pretty good, but the seats are hammered. 
they were talking about the, the sprinkle dust that comes out of that foam when yeah, it's all exactly. falling apart. Yeah, exactly. So gross. Right? So, so, so to be able to get rid of the fairy dust and to be able to, and to, be able to uh, move on to this new product that we're offering, it's at a very competitive price. So we're really excited because it puts more cruising time behind the wheel. It's just amazing to see uh, this is the 40th anniversary of TMI. Yeah. And what the brothers started in the garage. And yeah. here they are at SEMA with the booth and handing out awards that are really coveted. And it's the scene. Yeah, That's it's just amazing. Scene. Oh, thank you. We're, we're very fortunate that so many people that see the uh, value in our products, the value in what we're doing uh, from a content side. It, uh, you know, And to have great friends that want to participate in our contest, phenomenal. I'm so stoked on all that. Are the steering wheels on the website yet? Yes, they're there. Right and there. on the wall right behind yes. you. Just go to tmiproducts.com and, uh, and just start drooling like, like I do. And thanks for uh, having me be a part of your judging crew. That was awesome. No problem. Thank you for uh, helping us out. And uh, yeah. Thanks for not including me. Of course, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with uh, Brian in the Bilstein booth. And Brian, you're, uh, you're a busy guy. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. Hold on. Th this, what, what? this is your normal lead in. Brian's my friend. <laughs> you're, you're like doing I, I, the I'm setup. A, you're doing like the normal. I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna restart. No, 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 Brian, what's up, mother? <laughs> what are you doing? What's up? Right, that, maybe, what? No, too He's much. He's not your friend. That's oh. too far. All right. Uh, speaking of being appropriate, all the way down. Speaking of being appropriate, Brian tried to fart in my brand new AEDV. I tried to break into the AEDV Jeep and commission it for him and christen it. Yeah. And Matt Felderman, my good friend Matt Felderman, had the keys locked away. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. He he. I had to abort the mission. Yeah, and Brian out sent me else. a picture of his grimy, you know, paws all over it, and I was like, "No!" <laughs> I want to know what you ate right before you planned, no. to, oh, do, planned to do flour. I planned it. Was, it was. I planned it barbecue. really well, and right. definitely barbecue. He, uh, he barbecue has barbecue and licorice. We're looking out. For That's him. disgusting. I know, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so here we are in the uh, in the Bill Sign booth, and uh, you guys have a bunch of cool stuff coming out. We do. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I uh, since I know about some of it. I don't know what yeah. I can talk about or not. So I'll let you do that. <laughs> well, we do have some some great products here on display this year. Um, it's been a fantastic year for Bill Stein, coming off of uh, a tremendous uh, year. Actually, two years. Uh, everybody's back at it, as you see here at SEMA. It's, it feels good to be back, and we've got some outstanding products. So we've got our B8 TerraSport line, which is for lifted CUVs, Subarus, except for WRX package, and. Um, uh, we've got Renegade on display here for Jeep Renegade. So for people who are into that overlanding with the CUV, there is a proper solution now that's available in the market with the Bilstein TerraSport product. From there, we're launching our UTV product. Um, Which looks awesome, by the way. The finishes on those things oh, are phenomenal. Amazing, yeah. yeah, so it's 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 very different from what Bilstein has shown in the past with finish and, and yep. material, but it's it's a quality, quality product. If well, I haven't seen those. How are they different? We're standing in the automotive side over here. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll walk over. Okay, we'll walk over. Okay, okay. Take a look. But in the automotive side, so the B8 Terrasport, uh, we've got some uh, Germany product that's produced overseas from our, our colleagues in Germany for our new Evo series, which is tuner-oriented, lowering. Uh, I have some great features, super adjustability, a lot of flexibility on on what uh, the, it's capable of doing. It'll plug right into a lot of electronic application vehicles. No, no recoding of the system. It'll work that directly cool. with. Yeah. So you've had to dig into the CAN bus on a lot of these vehicles. In years past, yes, to make it work. But now we've got the technology that'll interface right with the existing OE CAN bus. Yeah. So it's plug and play. We have the technology. 
Yeah. And we're going to exploit it. And we're going to exploit, exploit it. Yep, yep, absolutely. Check out the Evo Series line. It's a new finish as well. The Evo Gray has been very well received in the I market. I like it. Yeah, very it's classy. It, yeah, it's very, very cool. It sets off your yellow and blue color absolutely. in your logo. Yeah, and, and there's there's more to that, that, that color coding. So the yellow represents kind of an entry-level type plug-and-play damper. The, the blue will, will represent um, another layer, level of, of damper, and what's not pictured, we didn't have it here, but is our Evo R, which is a red band on it, and that's for, let's go fast and scare the out <laughs> <up>, people. <laughs> that's awesome. So I picked up a, a TRX uh, a couple months back. Okay. I've just turned over like 2,400 miles, which I love, love, love it. And again, we've said this on the on the podcast many, many times, Sean had the, the TRX for a year, and um, it was just, we're romping on it, and I just thought, this truck does everything I needed to do. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, what has that truck done for you as far as those shocks? Have they amplified your message? Have they brought it to new markets? Like, what, has the TRX done anything for Absolutely. Uh, yeah, 100%. So the TRX represents um, kind of a market Dodge wanted to go after. You know, they wanted to compete direct head-on with the Raptor and, and some technologies that were on the Raptor that, that Bilstein wasn't playing in and a different demographic that Bilstein wasn't playing in. And now the TRX has accomplished that. And it's put us in the right in the middle of that mix. So guys who from living in the desert to living in in the you know sand dunes in Michigan to out in the mountains in the East Coast, they have a truck now that's capable with the push of a button to do whatever they want to do and not have to change anything in the suspension. So as you know as an owner, there's a lot of settings on your TRX that you can go through and modify and get a different feel for what you're wanting to do. You can even customize that with, with how it reacts in certain modes. So what that's done for Bilstein, it's open a window with that technology of the of the magnetically controlled valving, um, not magnetic fluid, but magnetically controlled valves that, that operate and can take a damping characteristic and the inputs from the vehicle and change the shock characteristics at 100 times per second. 100 samples per second. 100 samples per second. Wow. It's reading every bit of data that's flowing through the CAN bus and the shock's reacting to that accordingly. So it gives you a lot of confidence that you, you can't see us have. shaking our heads like wow <laughs> it is impressive yeah it's super impressive and our team you know that it, it was 100 percent developed right here in the u.s um from from our, our colleagues out of our plant in ohio that worked with stellantis and uh and ram on it uh for for a number of years prior before it was launched and it's just a great culmination as you know it's it's a it's a truck that does everything you need it to do and everything you don't need it to do <laughs> <laughs> want versus true need. Right. Well, and I, i'm driving a uh, a 2022 raptor yeah uh so it replaced the trx and it's it's a great truck yeah but the suspension is, isn't to the level that the trx was correct and fox makes an incredible product I, by the way he did hear correct yeah He's well correct yeah. fox makes an incredible product they do but you're right that truck which used to be the gold standard is not the gold standard currently right yeah. The, the TRX suspension is is transformative in that vehicle. Yeah. You know, it's nice when an OE can come to you as a, as a supplier and say, okay, let's change the game. And and that's what they've done with the TRX. We changed the game with suspension technology, damper technology, um, and it's just made us better as a company to respond to the market needs of what's coming. And as you know, in the Jeep world and, and, and things that are coming, people want electronic adjustability. And this is just another piece to help us learn of what we need to do and a platform to, to really prove what we can do. And I think the market is, is seeing that. And, and, and I think in the near future, not too far off, there'll be 
cool stuff coming. There very well could be. If I, I if I had my soundboard, it would say em- embargo right now because <laughs> Holman knows something he's not saying. No, there's just there's there's cool stuff on the way. There's That's cool stuff about. always yeah. on the way. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Raptor, real quick. So one of the platforms that we've got on them display in vehicle outside. I don't know if you checked it out. Uh, Colin Coates with Built to Wander. Yep. They yep. built a Raptor. Good dude, by the way. Yeah, great. He's been guy. on our show before. Colin and, yeah. is just, you know, lights out. He does great work, great builds. Um, they've got in the outside arena uh, for the display. We have a Raptor with Bill Stein bolt-in dampers, and go check it out. Is that going to be a new skew for you guys? It very well could be at one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> does it read the live valve technology <laughs> in that tr- in that particular truck? Not in the future. In does the it read what? Does live valve sensors plug into anything in the shocks that are on that truck? On that truck, no. Okay. Yes. This is just a passive damper, uh-huh. but it performs flawlessly. Uh-huh. Yeah. On that truck. On that truck. On that truck. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, okay. not saying anything more. No matter how many he's smi- different he's smiling, ways you can go. He's like I want to play poker with him. I'm up to like $500 now of $100 bills you guys are passing me to talk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for all your support. Obviously, we love Bill Stein. And, and not sharing any secrets with us, damn you. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Steven, the president of Bill Stein, is oh, lurking over, over your shoulder. <laughs> I'm, I'm pre- wondering if he's drinking beer here. <laughs> Bubbly. 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 Brought to you this episode. water. If he, if he had beer in his hand, we pr- probably could have gotten more out of him. But. <laughs> really? Oh, wait. Really? See, yeah. see the guy, the guy yeah. who can say whether he can say stuff is right, right here. He's encouraging it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was better at that point. But, yeah. but I guess I guess the problem would be is if we talked about it uh, now, right, we uh, wouldn't have anything to talk about in the future. Exactly. So we'll just... More to come. Excellent. More, <laughs> more to, to come. come. More to come. Can I go look at the UTV shocks? Because I want to see the new finish. Absolutely. All right. Let's, let's go over there. The We're going to turn the mics off. Here we go. All right. All right. Lightning and Holman in the uh, HP Tuners booth, and we rolled up on an amazing Raptor, but... It's not an ordinary Raptor. Jeff, what's the story behind this? You're with Juicy Motorsports? Yes, sir. I'm uh, the owner of Juicy Motorsports. This is Justin here, my head mechanic and engineer. And basically what we did was we took Ford 7.3 V8 Godzilla <laughs> and we stuffed it in a Raptor here and made it all work. God bless you. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. High five. Yeah. High five. Doing the <laughs> Lord's work. This is why SEMA exists. Good job, gentlemen. Good yes, job. Yes, sir. We took uh, Ford's basically answer to the LS and decided to show the world what a Raptor R really should be. Exactly. And then, of course, you know, with a little help from some great partners like Harrop, Yep. And everything, we uh, supercharged this, and now you're looking at a 1,000 horsepower plus <laughs> Raptor and about 1,100 foot-pounds of torque. Oh, my well, Lord. Well, it's, it's as good looking as I imagine it, it goes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have well, you romped it yet? Uh, we have romped it a little bit, uh, but basically we're going to wait to get out of here so we can put some rail scratches so on. So just like any SEMA crunch, you put it together really quickly right before the show. We did, but we managed not to have Bluetooth drive shafts. It does work. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you, played, well played, well <laughs> played. So did you drive it off the trailer? We did. We drove it you into drove the show. The sh- you know, all I drove it all around Las Vegas. Hey, as far as by SEMA rules, that means the build is we done. We drove it all That's around. We went to the detailing <laughs> shop, the hotels, back and forth, here, waiting in line. You, you did Las Vegas Boulevard, I hope? All yeah. Las Vegas, do the Bellagio, uh, Bellagio all, all around. So, have you guys done a burnout yet? Yep. Small have, one, small okay, one. Okay, so no, you throw, haven't thrown out any joints. Rubber all over. <laughs> Big ones in NA, but not so much in. With, with the blower. Okay, yeah. all right. All right, so whose idea was it? 
Well, it actually came about because my girlfriend decided to rearrange the front end of this truck. Ah. So uh, we brought it back to the shop and we did a frame off and changed Is she out still the your truck. girlfriend? She is still. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We like her about as much as the truck, so it's okay. So it's got a, had a silver lining. Yeah, yeah, it had a silver lining. So as it was a part and I said to Justin, man, I really don't want to put that 3.5 EcoBoost back in this thing. He said, let's put the Godzilla in it. And so we decided to go with the Godzilla and since it was a Ford and Ford, we just thought that was the best idea, and we thought this conversion would be what every Raptor owner would really Absolutely. want. Absolutely. You know, just simply because you're talking about, you know, you've got so much money tied up in your suspension and all the work yeah. that the Raptor owners do for their trucks, and then you're blowing your motor at 75,000 miles, and what do you do? You want to put that back in, or do you want to, re what you really want is the V8. Yeah. The V8 sound. And the V8 sound, and now this thing has us. an incredible sound. Wrangler 392 owner and a TRX owner, so we get there it. There you go. Yeah. And it. plus, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, that whole little thing between TRX and the Raptor yeah. and how we're the smaller dinosaur. <laughs> I believe Godzilla's a little taller yeah. now. A little bit now. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> So you're, we're in the HP Tuners booth. Tell us about all the stuff you had to do to make this engine actually function properly. So honestly, it really wasn't too much. Um, we're using, utilizing the 2021 distributed PCM, getting this all taken care of. It's really it's the same architecture, you know, with the CAN bus and all that. So it all, with the schematics, the colors, it, it, it's just, it all jive. We're not, so we're not very generational. Tack works, there's no lights on the dash? Everything or? works, no lights on the dash. It's amazing. It all works. Wow. Um, I just had to get a few, few, few things like the Lin bus, electric fans that the 7.3 didn't usually have to, you know, to deal with because it had the viscous clutch fan and all that. But you know, my some cam sure. programming, I got around that. But our and the goal is going to be having a Coyote PCM running the 7.3. So basically, anybody has, especially Coyote, they can just flash it with HP tuners, get the 7.3, drop it right in there. How, how different were the motor that. mounts and things like that? Um, they were quite close. Oh, okay. But landing, but yeah, but we had to make enough. some custom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very close. Are you using the 10 speed with this? Yes, we have the 10R140 in there, okay. which is longer, so we got a yes. custom cross drive member shaft. in there okay. and a drive shaft. But it's the guys that do have the 5.0, because mm -hmm. we had a 3.5, yep. which had a, just a transmission which wasn't going to work with it. But if you have the 5.0, the trainer will work with the 7.3, so you can utilize your 10R80 and keep that and keep all the same positioning and the motor mounts will, and the motor will land right where it needs to be based on that configuration. Will you be able to, or will the end user be able to get it to uh, states that have smog? and pass it, will you be able to get it certified? Yes, yes, and currently, yes. Awesome. Yep. It'll be complete emissions uh, certified for any So where's the states. drawback? Uh, there is <laughs> I, I tried mean, to find it. I, I mean, basically, you're talking about a crepe motor that's, you know, $7,200 straight out of retail, and then, you know. What, what do you the think the swap is all in, 25, 30? And a swap, if we were doing the work, is around 45 okay. with labor and then uh, supercharge kit, uh, depending on a rear axle upgrade or not. So if you decide to go like a Curry yeah. fabricated axle sure. or something like that, it would be about a $10,000 yeah. option up. Okay. But basically about 65 if we were doing the supercharge kit, that would include a Harrop 2.6 liter blower with Eaton internals, a billet fuel rails, a 115 throttle body, and a 12 rib drive assembly. Killer. No, I, I think it's awesome. I think uh, I've had a back and forth love affair uh, and then hate affair at some point uh, with the Raptor program over the years. And the V8 Raptor was one of my favorite vehicles. I got to be a part all of the time. launch, all that. And then the V6 came out, especially in this generation. It was good, but I felt like it, it, the turbos came on too hard. It could bite you. It was. It really needed to have a good driver. I, I like the linear power delivery of a of a V8. Anyway, I miss the sound. It just doesn't sound as cool. 
And it, it, as much as I love the Raptor and will always love the Raptor, I just hated the engine choice. So did we, and we really felt like it was just lackluster. I mean, I'm down in Baja all the time, yeah. and you know, the truck was great and everything, but you know, people are trying to tune up that, that three, five, and all you're really doing is stressing out the motor to its max. It wasn't built for that, it was built for economy, you know, and it's a shame because the truck has such an angry look, such yeah. an aggressive look, and you want to hear that aggressive sound come How does out it sound? <laughs> Melt your heart. Like yeah. heaven, right? Angels? Yeah, I mean, like, like, angels. like there's, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a 454. What do you yeah, want out of right, it? Right. You know? so, okay, so last question. What's the weight difference between the 7.3 and trans versus what came out of here? So, and, and then what suspension mods are needed? Is it close? Is it a lot? Yeah, it was basically 250 pounds okay. uh, weight difference between the 3.5 and its trans and this yep. setup here. And because it's set so far back, it actually helped with the center of gravity a little bit and kind of gave us a nice, you know, lower center there. And then as far as uh, anything, nothing really had to be done. It was kind of like they set it in there and said, yep, that fits. And then, uh, well, yeah, we're just going to ignore that. Yeah. And it was, it was very strange to us that it didn't just ha at least be an option. Yeah, because the cab, you know, is the same for the Super Duty and the F-150s. Yeah. So they, they share the same firewall in both applications. So the yep. 7.3, you know, fits right there right in, in there. it. I set mean, up. basically, no work on the transmission tunnel, no work on the firewall. I love that. No body it, lift. No body No body lift. lift. Yeah. So there's really, you know, all in all, it was a great, it was a great way for us to set up a kit for the consumer that just had these Gen 2s that really... Yeah, or in any F-150 2015 and up. So if you want to go cheap Raptor, get your 2015 F-150. Cool part. You know, <laughs> and then there you go. You got yourself, do some suspension work to it, get the 7.3 dropped in it. Now you got yourself an impressive truck without having to go buy the Raptor name. And then you can get foreskin and make your truck say Raptor. Where's Juicy out of? Juicy's out of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So All and, right. Yeah. And you guys are known for uh, Baja racing down there. Oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, constantly from there to uh, downtown Atlanta. Yeah, definitely yeah have you seen the roads? <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen them? <laughs> you guys are doing the Lord's work, and uh, we love coming to SEMA and seeing guys like you doing the things that we can only dream of because we don't have those skills. We just wish somebody would do it, and we found our wish has been uh, granted. So, so the, Can someone call right now if they have this base truck? Yes. So you're ready to go. We're ready to go. Ready to go. You can give us a shout, get on the list. There's a bunch of people now that have called <laughs> since right. we've been here for two days. Awesome. What are your socials? How does someone find Juicy Motorsports? Find us on Instagram. That's the fastest, easiest way, and it's just Juicy Motorsports on Instagram, and that'll be. What's the history with the name? Why well, Juicy? It was just. Is it your rotund okay. physique? It's juicy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, just, you got, after this truck, you might have to change to spicy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I don't know. We were just looking for something fun and catchy, and that's kind of how it all came about. But I mean, basically, the whole thing was built out of just making a better product, a quality product, and and again, using all OE components. You know, Roush cold air intakes. You know, anything that had to do with it, just feeling like it was OE that you could go to any Perfect. parts store and buy. You know, and exactly. not have to go out there and make everything custom fabbed and everything, you know, have a customer lose their truck for months on end. Work, same, no manipulation of any kind, no dual plugs for your OBD2 ports, everything, plug in one, diagnostics, emissions, everything. You guys rock. All. Thank all you. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate you guys' time. So we're with Eddie in the HP Tuners booth at just after we're leaving our, uh, our new favorite Raptor behind yeah, us with seriously. a 7.3 in it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Right? How do you make a Raptor better? You put a 7.3 Godzilla, and then you supercharge it. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's like better on top of better on top oh, of better. Oh, absolutely. That's like you having a, uh, a cake 
Uh-huh. And then it has like uh, frosting on it. Right. And then there's more cake and then more frosting. And, and donuts. And, and then top. donuts. And then a stripper on top. <laughs> okay, that, well, this is Vegas, so maybe that is the... Right? Is that the natural progression? Of, yes. Of, it always ends with a stripper on top. That's Jay's uh, Vegas natural progression of dessert. Yes. Okay. For professional legal reasons, that is not endorsed by HB Tuners. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, you guys have been cr- absolutely crushing it the last couple years, and you're continuing to take over the tuning world. What's new? And then we'll go into some other topics. First, we want to find out what is brand new to HP. In a nutshell, we've got the new MPV i3, new processor, it's faster, Bluetooth 5. That's our flagship OBD2 interface for tuning and diagnostics. In the truck world, more diesel support. So we just released 2020 and 2021 Ford Power Stroke. What? Hey. Wait a minute. You can't, you can't tune those. They're impossible. You can they're now. locked down. You can't. No. Now. no. So there's, a new, there's a new infrastructure that they're using, and there's over the air updates that will ruin everything, and the world is going to end, and there's no tuning allowed after 2020 or so ever. We exist to do the impossible. What? <laughs> Tell you us need more. a t shirt that says, We do the so, impossible. Okay, so people may not realize this. They're, they're going through the applications, and they're going, I just bought this truck, and I want to tune it. Oh my gosh, there's nothing for my truck. And here we are, year one, year two, there's still nothing for my truck. They don't understand why. So maybe talk about what happened on the OE side that has all of a sudden made this like desert landscape of tuning in the last couple of years. This is no secret in industry sure. encryption. Encryption is becoming a challenge, which means some of these new platforms cannot be immediately supported the same way that maybe a 2005 F-150 was. So as aftermarket companies, you find ways to work through it. And the problem is, as the challenges become more complex, the time increases. Time, cost, complexity, all of that, right? So. Again, I can never comment on product development, but as you just saw, I mentioned recently, Ford PowerStroke is released 2020 through 2021. Some customers may be faced with a slightly different process than they're used to. So now for the MD1 ECM, ECU found in those PowerStrokes, you have to send it in for an upgrade. So the ECM comes out of the truck for a one-time upgrade. We receive it. The team does what they need to do, send it back, it gets reinstalled. Is that where you have that sack of magic black uh, dust and you take it and you sprinkle it over it? Yes. And then you send it back to the customer. We have a team of HP Tuners (laughs) fairies and they do all the work. Tell me they have outfits that they wear when they're working. It's fully branded black. Actually, don't tell them that. You can use your imagination on that specific topic there. But so once you're done with the ECM upgrade, you're good to go. It's flashing through the OBD2 port as many times as you want. You license it and go. You want to do diagnostics, you want to do tuning, you're done, right? So it's similar to how we did our L5P, the E41 for the Silverado 6.6 Duramax. Uh, those all I sure wish you knew your stuff. Yeah, he's got it I down. try to pretend sometimes. He's got you know? it down. <laughs> and then obviously Cummins support. So CM 2450, 2350, the newer Cummins and the Ram. So we're really pushing into diesel. And then this is a parallel to truck guys. Truck guys like towing their toys, right? Of course. Power sports. You'll see in our booth, that's a Polaris Razor Pro R. Guess how much horsepower that's making? Did you look? No, I haven't. Uh, Take a guess. Because it's a ridiculous number that you're throwing my eye. Two fifty. Yeah, three hundred wheel. Oh my god. (laughs) And they're capable of even more until apparently the block is maybe the limiting factor. But that thing, (laughs) I drove a stock Polaris Razor, and I was like, why does anybody need more power? But we now have support for Can-Ams, Polaris, all sorts of different power sports vehicles, including jet skis. You want to tune your uh, Sea-Doo? Go at it, right? With an adapter cable, HP tuners, go ahead. That one re- requires an MG1 unlock for that ECM, so we have support for the Razor Pro R's. So just all sorts of toys, on-road, off-road, off-off-road, all of it. Now, are you guys providing your own tunes or just the the uh, the, the 
the keys. The keys, the keys. or the the tools yeah. needed to access a for a tuner to engage. We are unique in the way that we do not offer any off-the-shelf tunes. We're a tool manufacturer. We develop the software, the hardware, the tools that allow our customers to make the power or fix their cars, data log, use telemetry, anything they want to do. And it's unique in where we can service the end enthusiasts. Let's just say you have a Corvette or a Silverado, you want to fiddle with yourself. Get a device, get the ECM unlock if required, and go at it with the free-to-download software. Or we have the shops, supercharger manufacturers, guys building cars, the, the shops that built these amazing SEMA that, vehicles we I have. I had your tools on my supercharged uh, 3.6 Wrangler. Love so hearing I, that, I, yep. had, I had the dongle yep. for the OBD2, I had yep. the, the uh, laptop, and- That's no dongle! And I went to, uh, so, I'm a Mac user. Okay. And I wish you guys would have that OSX support, yeah, but yeah. fortunately, Best Buy has really cheap laptops yep. on sale. Yep. So I literally bought a hundred and like eighty dollar yep. HP laptop that yep. was like open box, and yeah. that's my tuning laptop. We have minimum software Perfect. requirements. As long as you hit that, you can run VCM Suite, VCM yep. Scanning, VCM Editor, and go at it, right? So we don't provide any off-the-shelf tunes, but there are many, many tuners out there that either you can learn to tune it yourself or go to one of our customers, and they can create a calibration for you and go at it. So you guys create the tool to let anyone do anything they want to their vehicle. Where does that stop? Meaning, can I do bad things that are things that are potentially illegal in my state or in all 50? How does that work? How do you prevent me from using your tool for evil. improperly? The usage of HP Tuner's products, here's the official line, is to maintain vehicle compliance or bring a vehicle into compliance. So we develop our software and hardware to allow people to customize the vehicles while maintaining compliance with them. And we're doing a for lot. For example, you do an engine swap. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that it stays within compliance. Of, Absolutely. You can do that with HP tools. Yep, that's what our software is designed to do. We have customers who are getting EOs with their with our software. That's what it's designed to do. And then also to stay ahead of it and educate our customers. We recently launched, launched advanced parameter training. So we put together a training course that goes really in depth explaining what is the Clean Air Act, what are emissions controls, what are all these things that you need to know in order to be educated to get into the software so and do all of this. What I'm hearing is if you have a leather chair and often like to pet a either white or black cat very slowly, you should not buy HP tuner software or tools for evil. I'm not sure he understands. That reference the, went the reference. so far over my head, I don't even know Love it. it. That's, a, that's a James Bond reference. Do or Dr. Evil. Or Dr. Or, evil, like yeah. when Blofeld was the original. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen those yeah. movies. All right, he James has. Bond from like the 80s. Eddie has homework to do. Oh man, no, I'm too young for that. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, so that, that's the intent of our pro products. You can find a lot of information from that aspect on our website. It's through tuner tools to teach our users through a course. It's free to use, really simple. And again, it's to educate our users and allow them to do what they need to do while being 50 state legal, compliant, all of that. All right, Eddie, we appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully this has been a great SEMA. By the looks of the booth with all these people, I think you guys killed it this week. Absolutely, thank you so much. Well, Thanks wait, for wait, stopping we by. Can't, we nope. can't do chat, wait, we can't do chat. <laughs> the one last question here, the Superbird over here that I hear someone has been trying to buy over and over again, what's the story here? Chris, do you want to tell that? So the story that I was told was originally, um, this was bought sight unseen by the owner um, original Superbird. It was very rusted out, and he wanted to have something you could drive cross country and not worry about. Stop at an AutoZone or anything like that if you needed a part. And what ended up happening is there's a very well-known person out there that saw the car after it was done. So, sounds like Schmevin Schmart. It, it may be someone that has <laughs> multiple Netflix comedy specials. And saw the car and was like, I really want this car. Is it for sale? The owner said, no, I love this car. I love driving it. It's not for sale. Well, 
Kevin Hart revealed a vehicle at MagnaFlow. Kevin Schmart. Uh, had a reveal here earlier this week at the MagnaFlow booth. And that vehicle ended up uh, kind of a sim- similar situation. But as he was walking out, stopped by our booth, saw the vehicle again. We gave him a little sneak peek before we did our official reveal. And question popped up again. Is this for sale? I want it in my garage. I love this car. He ended up building his own car that I believe is in the Meguiar's booth at Daytona. And that was inspired off of this because he couldn't get it. So he ended up doing something else. What year is this Superbird? It's a 1970. Wow. Oh, the year I was born. Because I'm an old part. You don't look a year over 1965. <laughs> nicely, <laughs> nicely played. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> don't believe anything. Oh, don't man, believe anything this short on? guy says right here. <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Short guy. Look at these two guys. I, I'm like yeah, a giant here. Yeah. Jay has his uh, Kim Jong Il uh, uh, insoles in his shoes right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are never going to believe this. What? But in the Ride Tech booth, we're talking about 95. Ford Lightnings and 93 Mustang Cobras. Are you surprised? Oh, I wonder no, why you're here today. I can't you're imagine. Surprised. You're not surprised. Yeah. Hey, so. look, there's Matt talking about his Ford vehicles that he owns with Ritech. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Well, we love Ritech. Ritech is on Lockjar 6620. That's uh, slam. They got awesome new stuff. You got to see the new Mustang stuff that they have. Uh, they're doing Fox Body Mustang stuff, but I've been waiting, so now I'm here. How Are is you your lighting, by the way? The Lightning's cool. Is it ready for me to drive yet? It's not. Well, I mean, you could drive it, but it doesn't have all the new stuff on it yet. All right. But I've been working with Chris Brown. Do you know Chris Brown? No. He's a car designer. He did, um, is it Bob Magara? I forgot the guy's name. I'm going to get it wrong. But they won Battle of the Builders last year and every single award over the last two years. It's that blue uh, Tri-5 in the lobby that's in there. And Chris is a great designer. So we, we did the one-piece door glass conversion on yes, the 95 Lightning. I saw that, yeah. And now we're custom making the billet door handles. We uh, we designed them in CAD, we 3D printed them in plastic, we test fit all the plastic stuff, made it, and then uh, Evod made us the handles for it. Really nice. You, you know you can 3D little. print metal now, you could just 3D print I have it. 3D printed metal in my Jeep yes. now. Yeah. Oh, my new 392, yeah. uh, my, friend, my friend uh, Matt Zubrick at yeah. uh, Terra Strata or Jeep Graphics Studio in uh, Michigan, 3D prints, stainless steel, 3D shaped yeah. inlays for the shifter. So I just got a regular 392. So it says 392 in the script with like mountains under it. For the top of the show. It's, it's so rad. It's so, so rad. stainless steel, and there's probably some other metal, and there was some printing of titanium, I thought, at one oh, point. Oh, you can absolutely do yeah, titanium. You, really so you can do rad. some really cool stuff. I have a uh, titanium watch. Yeah, but that? you didn't print it. So no, I didn't print it. Like but I just, I just, watch. I just want to be like, <laughs> I You know the guys watch. down at BBI, they do the Porsche yes. up- upfitting, and a lot of their headers, are not headers, their uh, collectors are all yeah. 3D printed titanium. That sounds expensive Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and a really yeah. long time to you know to yeah. make them. Oh, no, like, no, that's the thing is they're literally like in an afternoon they can 3D print a collector. One, and it's collector. super light. It's a, it's insanely light. I would, it feels I, like if is it three thousand dollars for a collector? Yeah, it'll make your wallet light. <laughs> that's what, I, that's <laughs> that's what right. I'm hearing. So they have an entire exhaust system, the collector and the 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 headers and all everything. It weighs probably two pounds yeah well you know ken block can afford it but lightning and holman and matt deandrea not so much peasants i know you guys are doing the truck stuff but you got to pop over to that anderson composites booth they got all the cool broncos oh yeah we just had him uh, on the show what uh a couple like a month and a half ago the 2021 mustang mach one is uh, my car that's in that booth oh and we were supposed to lift it up they didn't like the look of it in the booth unfortunately they didn't like the look of it they didn't they thought it would kind of clash with the style of their booth but that's got an emissions tested 
twin turbo kit on it that with Helion Turbo on John Yours from Helion Turbo, worked with SEMA Garage. Nice. And emissions tested up to 11 pounds of boost. That thing will be 750 horsepower all day That's long. That's awesome. We got a manual transmission in that Mach 1. That thing is going to be cool as all right, I like uh, it, but I still love your Lightning a lot. The True. Lightning's going to be cool. So we're getting a little closer on that. So this guy, Chris, that's designed the, the door handles for me. We did the mirrors. We kind of mimicked the front grille where it's kind of flat and then kind of comes in on the yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah. So we got billet mirrors that match that. We were able to move the mirrors a little bit forward. Yeah, because the they're, too, they're too far back. Yeah, yeah, they're too far back and up a little bit. So we got a nice little angle on it. When you get that thing done, like yeah. where you're happy with it, we come back by the studio? We'd love to. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we're working on the next task is the supercharger brackets okay right and we'll That's show gonna be the world's it's nicest be, first gen lightning ever well it's i mean there's so some pretty awesome. nice ones out there but we're, we're going to compete for at least now, your top your, five your brackets are going to be billet or you're going to 3d print those as well what well we're going to 3d print them and then it'll end up being billet but we didn't find a kit that we liked and everybody's front engine accessory kits you can walk around here vintage air eddie motorsports cbf they all yeah, yeah. make really really nice front sure. engine accessory kits so I, I wanted to use that and then do a standalone supercharger mount. Supercharger yeah, okay. mount, right? That yeah. doesn't ruin. That way you can that way you change can that belt separately yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything. No, so, I think that's the way to go. That makes a lot of sense. And then one of the tips I got from Tom Nelson, Nelson Racing Engine, sure. right? If you're gonna want to build an engine, yeah, Tom Nelson, yeah, just yeah. the sickest stuff ever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna do a supercharger. I'm gonna do a pro charger on it. And he was like, Listen, and he goes all those supercharger kits have that pulley so far out near the radiator and it puts so much stress, stress on, the nose. on the front of the yeah. crank yeah and he goes so we're working he's like we're working on kits to get the balancer with the belt on it and, oh. and, and there's only a few kits uh, for the ls motors okay so i went to ati we're getting super nerdy here yeah no, i love it no, so keep, it's funny that this is we, SEMA. this is we, we did Central. that with lockjaw yeah so we're you know we've got the whipple 3.8 yeah, liter yeah. and it's on it's on the uh, the drive it's on so the it's drive. all in one right so i went to ati who makes a fantastic uh balancer and they custom made me four balancers with an eight rib belt on it and so now we can, we're gonna reverse the blower so the pulley yeah. faces the firewall. So now you don't need that many belts, but you have the spacing to put exactly That's where right. you want it. Yeah. I can run the supercharger belt completely independent from the front engine accessories and uh, both of those belts, because they use a modern day tensioner, I could pop them on and off easily. Oh, so even rad. if I was like on the fly, yeah. if I needed to change the, the blower belt, I just take the front belt off and it wraps around yeah. and then I can do Done. it super easily. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very cool. I, 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 yeah. I wanna see it in the form that you want to be seen in. Sometime between now and 12 years from now, I'll get All right. done. All right, well I'm signing up for my ride, okay? I, I'm, uh, I'm ready. But yeah, guys, thanks for yeah. stopping by. Yeah, well, we just saw yeah. you. We figured we'd cost you with uh, our stupid podcast. Well, we'll let you get back to schmoozing the right tech guys. Because that's I know we're running out of time. It is yeah, the yeah. Uh, last day of SEMA. I appreciate it. He got bored and walked away. Yeah, well, sorry. That was our fault. <laughs> oh, guys, thanks so much. Well, let's yeah. catch up soon. Yeah, we're let's do it. Show you the cool I stuff. mean, you live about a mile from our studio. You yeah. understand that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has been there before. No. I know. Okay, just well then you guys need to come to our studio. Done. And then come when? That would be more fun. I come sit in the studio with us. We'll get Goldberg to zoom in from uh, Texas and Let's we do can it. chat. 
trucks because he's a big TRX guy. Dude, I know, right? I know right, it. I know it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Let's, let's yeah. hook up after SEMA and figure out how to come down and do something with you guys. I'm dying to know if he's made any progress on his uh, turbo and supercharger kits that he's working on. He he has. He's got a lot going on. His main focus is his giant super garage. He's building a 15,000 square foot garage with with like a 2,000 square foot loft where his oh, gym his is going to be. loft is bigger than my house. <laughs> right? And it, you got he's bringing in a forklift and cranes so he can put the weights up on the second level. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. he's very excited about it, but he's worked his ass off. Like literally, he's got his ass beaten over his lifetime to be yeah, able to true. afford to be something able to do like it. that. So, you know what? Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. All right. Well, we will we're, follow up and we're yeah, gonna let's do something. We're gonna meet you at your studio this time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye, see you, Bye. I think I'm in love. Seriously, I think I'm in love. Okay. Yeah. Can I, Carl? can I hug Carl? Yeah. Well, you can, can I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Any, anytime. All right. Anytime. Well, that's super <laughs> weird. That's weird for Carl. Um, I thought you were going to be in love of the truck that's uh, right well, here in front I, of I us. I was, but then it did But then you saw Carl. Carl's and, a spokesman. And so. then there were yeah. hearts coming out of his uh -huh. head and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I am kind of gushing over the truck. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, those are for the truck, not for lightning. for me. I got it. No, I can totally understand the truck. is gorgeous. All right. So thank you. This truck, saw the press release, and I was like, yes. And I've been waiting all season to see it. And awesome. thanks for making the time because this is your concept V8 Frontier that's been Titan swapped. Yeah, absolutely. The aftermarket guys listening will know what that means. Not yeah, everybody yeah, does. Yeah, but. yeah. And, you know, for us, it was like we just wanted to dial up the excitement a bit on uh, the Frontier yeah. and then use it to also highlight some of the new products we've got. You've got a ton of Nismo coming off coming out. Nismo off road. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, we did a V8 swap. And, you know, guys know what the Titan swap is. We said, let's do that, but let's take it a step further, right? Because you get that wider track, yep. which is cool. And, you know, most all of this is our OE parts, but we didn't want the tires hanging out. Yep. So we did new... Tasteful fender flares. Uh, yeah, all carbon fiber. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you covered it up in paint, though. And, well, not in the back, though. No, if you take okay. a look at the rears, so the, the, the rear uh, bedsides are all carbon and exposed on the top. And of course, we did a Titan rear axle swap as well sure. to match the track width, yep. and it dropped right in. I mean, even the shock mounts lined up. So, so it was basically, the, the, the secret is, or the key is, is that the F Alpha platform, which the Titan and Frontier have both shared for for a long time, yeah. the was modular when it first came out. And so the last generation Frontier and Titan, it was really easy to take parts from the bigger truck, put it on the little frame, and you basically got a wider track. The the engine would use the motor mounts, all yeah, the stuff absolutely. you cared about, all fit in because it was a modular platform. Well, the new current. Titan and Frontier on a modified, upgraded version of that. And so, yes, it is possible to Titan swap a V8 onto a current Frontier. It, it's it, freaking awesome. It absolutely is. And yeah, we're going to have to get you into the seat to drive this thing. But yes. um, it's a beast. Uh, also, we added a carbon fiber hood, which is like the hood looks cool. great, by the way. Love that. That was a big surprise. So we work with... Uh, uh, Chris Forsberg. Forsberg Racing yep. did the build for us. He threw that one in as a little gem. Why don't you find someone who actually knows what they're doing? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, we love the stuff that Chris has done for us. And, uh, you know, no, he's creating a, a lot phenomenal of phenomenal job. And this is just, it's just a beautiful truck. It's also got a lot of our new Nismo off-road parts. Like, so we got a prototype bumper uh, for the new Frontier. Uh, the rest of the stuff is either available now or okay, will great. be soon. So We talked about this, I think, uh, last time I talked to you was maybe Off-Road Expo. Yeah. And some of it was like, hey, we have the but they're not they're not out yet yep. and so I know a lot of people who listen to the show who are Nissan fans were like when are these things available I was trying to go to my dealer they're not available yet how can I find them yeah what is available now in the off-road space okay so our our roof rack 
for the new Frontier is available. Only one on the market that you don't have to drill into the roof to mount. That's in stock. Order it through your Nissan dealer. Our lights, our... Uh, the lights look good to you, by the, the way. The uh, logo on them and stuff. Can I ask how configurable that roof rack is? I mean, is it is it what it, I see? Does it change shape? So the rack doesn't change shape. But, you know, it's got uh, the crossbars have slots, so you can pretty much use it. It's modular to mount, like, whatever you want. It's you change got, the spacing of the crossbars. That's what I mean. Yeah. And you've got accommodations on the side, as you can see here, where yep. you can put six-inch lights on the side if you need side, you know, area lighting. On the front, you can put a 40-inch uh, LED light bar. But it said you have 400 round six-inch lights, yeah, which we, lo actually looks really cool. Yeah, we just love that. If so you're tired of light bars, this thing looks so yeah. cool. So we put nine of our four-inch off-road uh, driving lights on it, and that's just killer. We've, you know, same lights here. We've got his ditch yeah, lights with the, the brackets -pillar, available. Yep. Um, we've got our Axis wheels are yep. out there. We've been selling a ton of those yeah, for they the look Frontiers great. and really Xterras. And uh, we've got new uh, rock rails. Uh, this is a first production sample okay. here. Now, those, are, those are those beefy. are beefy. Yeah. 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 And this is a true rock rail. Yeah. So, uh, this thing is frame mounted. Two X gross vehicle weight rating, something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, yeah. like it's a it's a beast. Yeah. Um, they, they they look beefy, and uh, you know we raised it up with this little bit of a kicker to get yep. a little bit of body protection. You know, because you know we want stuff that's functional, right? And. Is it available now? The the Nismo Bill Stein sixty one twelve setup yep. suspension. Okay. Are, yeah, tuned for us. You know, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, thing absolutely. Uh, so, so those are available. We've got an, an inch and a half lift kit okay. uh, that that we're taking orders on now. So uh, I don't think our inventory is in yet, but they're okay. uh, on the way. And uh, you know, we've got we're just doing all kinds of stuff. We got forged aluminum upper control arms we've finished. Uh, those will be coming in stock here, you know, within That's the next couple months. Awesome. So, yeah, and those will support up to a six-inch lift for guys that want to go further. That's awesome. Eliminate the coil bucket contact. Yep. So, um, to see you guys spare tire carriers taking the bull fit. by the horns yeah. to do the aftermarket, show what's capable, I think it's going to get a lot of people excited about the platform. Well, and, you know, what we've heard, we've had a great reception from people at places like Overland Expo because what... Nissan owners are telling us is there's not much love in the aftermarket right. for our Nissan trucks. Yeah. So they're just delighted to see us out there supporting them. Awesome. And all this stuff can be ordered through your local Nissan dealer. So we're making it really easy. And big news, as of this week, November 1st, we now carry warranty on all the motorsports parts. Really? 336. Oh. So it matches our accessory warranty. Okay. 336 on a new vehicle, 1212 if your vehicle's okay. out of warranty. So That's another awesome. game changer for our products. Can I buy any of this stuff online or is it just direct through? You can buy it online too. It transacts through a dealer, but you can just go to Nismo Parts USA or Nismo Off-Road, Google that. We've got a website and it's all there too. Are these nice. uh, 35s, 37s? These are 35s. 35s, yeah. yeah. 295s. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. And then you guys, uh, oh wow, the carbon fiber that's exposed on the bed. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. And then you guys are using the Utilitrack system to do your spare tire yeah. mount, which is, again, we've talked about on the show. That speaks volumes no, how strong that is. Nobody is making a rail system that's also at the head of the bed. And you guys use metal cleats from the factory, not yeah. the plastic nylon ones yeah. everybody yeah. else does. And to show that you have this awesome bracket where you can mount vertical uh, the spare tire, again, yeah, to Lightning's point, shows you how strong the bed and the yeah. until track is. And, and this is designed so that it's adjustable, so if you got a, a Titan or a Frontier with the Utilitrack, you can use this, different tire sizes. Wheel offset, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yep, yep. How does this thing sound? It's great. It's got our Nismo exhaust on it, so it sounds fabulous. Oh, my but gosh. maybe I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, we're walking around the back right now. I've only seen it in pictures up to this point, and I am really just the paint. Looks look at amazing. look at even the the fasteners for the bedsides. I mean, everything is that's very off road. Quality. 
It, it just amazed us seeing it in per It's just chunky and beefy, and it's just got the right stance. And It's, it's perfect. Uh, just, I want to get out and go ripping in uh, it. Let, so let's we'll go. Have to like, do how, how do we make this happen? Yeah, well, we'll hook you up after the show. All right. All right, I'm Where's ready. Where's the truck base? Can it come out west? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so a lot of people realize Nissan started in the U.S. with trucks back in, what, 1959? I think that's right. And yep. Yep. you guys have a really long truck lineage, and over here is a little tiny pickup truck. What year is this thing? So this will shock you. This is actually a 1987 <laughs> Sunny because in Japan, they kept building the Sunny pickup all the way until like 1990 or something. They wow. did? Yeah, yeah. I was I was shocked, right? We, this is so we did cool. this thing back in, you know, like what, It looks like yeah. about a four ninth seven, four seventh scale. Four seventh. <laughs> just yeah, making yeah. it up. I'm making it up. It's just, it's, when you stand here, literally the hood is up and it's only up to about my chest with yeah. the hood up. Yeah, it's tiny. Like it, you know. It's JD, it, it's JDM mastery. But it's wide, which I like. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I don't know, what the, what's that style of wheel called? Uh, like, turbo fans. Turbo okay. fans. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, like the, uh, you know, Porsche Endurance oh, Racer, so good. you know, IMSA Racers back it, in the it's day. It's got the Nissan well, racing colors, kind of, yep. if you guys BRE have seen. livery. Yep, like, you know, if you've seen Adam Kroll's race cars, so the white, the red, the blue, the hash marks on the fender, and it's got white, wheels with fender flares and it's got the jdm style um mirrors on the yeah. the whole thing is awesome and, and this has got you know uh the gtr swap front end right the hakusuka front okay swap that guys do in japan yeah so this truck was built by tommy pike customs this is his truck we supported him on this he came to us with this crazy idea he said i've got this old sunny i want to put a leaf powertrain in and we're like we love it let's do it and look how so, clean that so, i mean it's it's so a lot of times you'll see electric conversions, and there's a whole bunch of miscellaneous stuff and we're wired. This is not that way. No. And so what, I, what I love about this is his attention to detail. And he's like, I don't want to change anything I don't have to change. So he kept the original radiator, but it's now tied into the cooling circuit. For the battery packs. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, right? So it's cooling the yeah. motor. Uh, even uses the original leaf uh, uh, you know, coolant pump there. Um, and get this. Retain the manual transmission with a clutch. So, oh, come like, on. how cool is that? An EV motor with a manual that's, gearbox. That's like, so I great. absolutely love it. No, this this is really cool. And uh, it, it, could, have you ever driven right-hand drive, Holman? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, although I'll, I'll tell you, the weirdest thing is when you're in a right-hand drive country, and you're driving a left-hand car, drive car, and people think nobody's driving in the passenger seat is hilarious and yeah. if you're a passenger in that car and you throw your hands up on a two-lane road it really scares people which i realized that it was funny to me for a moment and not, and for not them. funny yeah, yeah so but yeah uh, driving right hand drive is believe it or not uh especially an automatic is you get used to it really quick the 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 turns and which way to go on like a uh, traffic circle those are the things that are scary oh yeah. man <laughs> and i lived in england so i got used to it but i was thankful they didn't you know mirror image everything yeah, right so so yeah so at least england. your pedals are still in the same orientation exactly and so last time i drove a left-hand drive vehicle in england it was a german range rover so the steering wheel and everything was on the left-hand side but i was driving on the wrong side of the road and it was a constant mind battle to yeah. not go the wrong way and it was that was really weird yeah, did you ever go the wrong way no oh. not that he would admit not that i would admit yeah no, that no he would admit it that, yeah. fa that family's okay yeah <laughs> well it's awesome to see uh, that nissan has a booth staked out here in the uh, west hall of sema and and so much product but that frontier with the va swap i'm so glad you guys did it just to show people what's possible on that platform and and, and 
I've seen three or four really nice frontiers around, either uh, overlanding style, mm -hmm. desert style, saw one dump somewhere. And it's always neat to see, we just don't see enough of them yet. And for you guys to show the aftermarket that we're here. And by the way, that, the sales of that truck have been incredible. Yeah, yeah. So there's no shortage of people out there as customers who are gonna to wanna to upgrade. Well, what does it say, Holman, when the manufacturer embraces that type of a swap? What, what, is it, what does it trumpet? Uh, I think it says that we get it. We may not always be able to do it, but we get it. And that's what's beautiful about SEMA, is, is you can flex that muscle to your audience and let them know with a wink and a nod, even if it's not a production vehicle or something like that. You just show that you respect what your customers are doing and where you can take the platform and that you, in some ways, can in endorse the fun. Yeah, and for us, we get to do cool stuff. Yeah, you, know? you do. Yeah, you do. Stuff that we want to do that we're going to have fun with. And you know, this was made to run, so after SEMA, we're going to take it out and get it dirty and have some fun with it. All so right, I expect to be on we'll that put you in the seat. All right, absolutely. Perfect. Thanks, Carl. We appreciate it. Yeah, Thank great you. Seeing you guys. Appreciate right, it. Much. Bye. Cool. Okay, Holman, I'm dragging ass because I just can't walk any further and I can't talk anymore. So I failed because my broken-in shoes are dirty. Tossed them in the washing machine. And I forgot them in the dryer at home. Uh -huh. And so I, thank God, grabbed my identical pair of shoes that are just like the red Vans, but are blue Vans. Uh, but I have not had the miles in those. And once they break in, they're amazing. But right now, my Achilles heel has a big old blister on each uh, really each, each leg. I brought three pair of shoes and just decided to wear the same ones the whole time, which maybe not as smart. You know, you don't realize how fat you are until you're schlepping around a backpack all day. Your thighs are rubbing together constantly, and you have to figure out a new plan for tomorrow. Did you get uh, smoggy butt or whatever they call it? Or <laughs> monkey, monkey Mo butt, monkey butt, yeah. smoggy butt. Yeah, is that smoggy. what we're doing here? We're from LA. It's smoggy okay. butt. Yeah. All right. All I know is swampy. Swampy, <laughs> yeah, swampy, swampy butt. Yes. Yeah. It, it's uh, today was uh, was was awesome. Uh, I'm glad we talked to uh, all the people that we did, but uh, we've got to go grab some dinner and mm -hmm. we got to prepare because tomorrow is a whole lot more of the same. Now wait, which party is different tonight? people? Which party is tonight? Tonight the Catskin party? Is it the Expel party? Which... I'm not going to party. Yes, you are. No, I'm going to go smoke cigars and then fall asleep. All right, well, before the cigars, we need to thank Nissan because they have been so supportive for over uh, just about five years now. You need to go check out the brand new Titan or the Titan XD, and if you're looking for maybe a smaller truck, the Frontier is the Mac Daddy. And if you're here at SEMA, you were checking out all the Frontiers that were built because there are a lot of really Quite cool a few. rigs. To build and price yours, go to NissanUSA.com or just walk into your local Nissan dealer. All right, if you're looking for uh, performance or mileage improvements for your pickup truck, you want to head over to bankspower.com where you can uh, put in your year make model and find out all the different parts they have, whether it's gauges, tuners, diff covers, exhaust, intakes, on and on and on. Banks has everything you need to make your truck perform awesome. better. Oh, let's try it again. Ready? Banks has the parts to make your truck great perform better. <laughs> All right, and... Um, Can you tell we're punchy? Yeah, we're punchy. It's been a long day. <laughs> and last but not least, we got to thank Toyo because uh, they have been supporting us. And uh, toyotires.com, one of our favorite brands. You should put them on your uh, your ride, whether it's their performance line of Proxus tires or their off-road line of open country tires. Toyo has what you need. I'm going to lay down right here on this concrete, if it's okay with you. Uh, yeah, I don't care because uh, I am just going to walk until I collapse, and I think I can make it to the hotel. Okay, bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. The Truck Show Podcast, live from the SEMA Show in Las Vegas. Presented by Nissan, Banks Power, and Toyo Tires.